0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the arena 51 podcast it's your boy cole care alongside mr juliano silva as always um big week of football a lot of drama uh some might say despite it being championship weekend into two excellent games between the AFC and NFC uh, opponents. The biggest football news of the week might have been about someone who got eliminated the round before and Mr. Tom Brady. Now, we'll get to that later. We'll maybe give our thoughts about that whole situation in a, another segment involved with Tom Brady. But first, let's give due diligence to the games that actually happened this weekend, the AFC and NFC Championship, starting with the AFC Championship. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, whatever Joe Cool, whatever you want to call him, he got the job done in Arrowhead, Jules. He got it done. He went to Kansas City, and he beat the child prodigy. He beat the next Tom Brady. He beat the next best thing. The best thing since sliced bread, apparently. That's what some people in Kansas City are saying. That All Missouri loves this man. All of America pretty much loves this man other than you know his wife and his brother. But that's another story. Yep. But Jules, Joe Burr walks into Arrowhead and shows us why he's a national champion, one of the everyone's favorite players in the NFL, and maybe the real next Tom Marie. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But
1: listen, one of my biggest regrets was not buying a Joe Burrow rookie card when he tore when he his ACL. I mean, how did I fuck that up? They probably they were cheap. He tore his ACL, they're like oh, he's not going to do it. Everybody moved on to Trevor Lawrence. We're getting Trevor Lawrence rookie cards. All this, and I should have bought a Joe Burrow rookie card. Because look at this man. This man goes on the road and beats who people are saying. I even said myself might be that he might go down as the second greatest quarterback of all time when his career is done not right now. When it's done, he goes on the road and he it's not like he made it easy. They were down. What was the score? Wasn't it like 20 something to three three? 21 three. They're on the road. Their offensive line, you know, it's a little shaky. Melvin Ingram was making plays once. Once Melvin Ingram got hot, started making plays. I'm like, oh, this is oh, this is over. but what can you say? Joe got the job done. And the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl, I'll compare this to the NBA. This would be like John Morant taking the Grizzlies to the NBA Finals. This is how insane the Bengals are in the championship. Before the season started, hey, they projected who, six. Wins. That might be possible. The Grizzlies looking good this year. Yes, the West is. is looking a little weak. Would that not be insane, though? If, if it the Memphis Grizzlies win the NBA Finals. Like, I mean, basketball's a little different than football, though, only yeah, because it's, it's a seven-game series. The, be the best
0: team, team usually wins in seven games. Football, I mean, if these teams played seven times, I mean, granted, Cincinnati's 2-0 oh against them this year. But it's hard to say who really is. Like, the best team doesn't always win. And that is the unfortunate thing about football. But So it is a little different, but I do like so, that comparison. That, that, that makes sense. I like it.
1: It's unreal. I mean, it looks like Madden. I mean... If, if you did, That would be a tough Madden career mode. If you played on the highest thing and you tried to take the Bengals <laughs> to the championship, that would be hard. And they did it in real life. I'm just – you know, I'm happy about this Super this Bowl because it's two different teams. And I said this before. I don't, I don't even know who to root for. I don't, even, I don't have any bias. I know who to root for. This is the first time ever that I have no bias. It would not matter. I want Stafford to get a ring. I want Odell to get a ring. We talked about it before. Yeah, last night, we talked about Odell getting a room. I'm not outside. getting into this. We're not I'm getting not getting,
0: we uh, do not need to get into this warfare. We, we, in could, front have of our own,
1: we could have our own episode. This um, man, Julian can, Silva,
0: thinks that Odell Beckham deserves a ring simply because of that catch he made on the Giants. That's the only reason he deserves a ring. Now, I'm not saying I don't want him to win a ring. If Odell wins a ring, good for him. I'm happy for him. Good for Odell. But I'm not going to sit here and pout if this man doesn't get a ring. Because he has the greatest catch in NFL history. He has the greatest catch in NFL history. Awesome for him. I'm not going to sit here and be like, damn, he really deserves one. He really needs that ring. No. You know why? Because the last three years, he's been crying. And granted, maybe it wasn't his fault and he was getting unfair blame in in Cleveland. But this man, instead of putting his head down and grinding and trying to make Cleveland a better team, sat, pissed, moaned, cried, got traded from the Giants, got in a fight with the kicking net. His dad made a mixtape of all the bad throws Baker Mayfield has ever had throwing to him. And said, "Like, free my son, dude. You can make a montage
1: of Tom Brady missing targets. It happens. Get over you it. You have to admit, though, he's playing very good for the Rams. He is, and he's he's really stepping up his game. Because if he wasn't playing as good as he was now, everybody would hate, would uh, roast him right now. Be like, oh yeah, was it, whose fault was it? And we gotta give it to him. They're in a championship game, and some they're the favorites. I mean, I think the spread opened up at what four and a half already, which I think is kind of kind of big." For a big game, but especially it, in this playoffs. As you
0: think,
1: as much as man, I want the
0: Bengals to win this game, I think it should be like minus seven Rams. Dude, they're home. Okay, they're home. Another home yeah, Super Bowl. But Cincinnati, I they mean, have the. I think Aaron Donald, bro, is. I I said I I think he might win the MVP of the Super Bowl. That offensive line got exposed by way worse interior offensive or defensive linemen. Way worse up forefront. That, that offensive happened. line is so terrible for Cincinnati. The only reason why they even won the game, that AFC championship game, is because Joe made some miraculous plays. He was escaping the pocket. He was extending plays. He was getting first downs. That offensive line, if they if they win the Super Bowl, they should not get rings. <laughs> I, I hate to be
1: so harsh, but that offensive line is terrible. Defense. The Bengals defense stepped up. It held the Chiefs at three points in the second half. I mean, three that's... points. And the only point, those points came with. Zero seconds left on the clock in the fourth. The Bengals defense, you got to give it to them, stepped up greatly. They made Mahomes look like he did not look like Mahomes last night. He like Jimmy Garoppolo in the second half of the honest, I mean, they, they come out flying. They're like, oh, here we go again. They're going to blow him out. Mahomes is like – Mahomes started the drive. I think he went like – he went eight for eight or something like that, and he threw a touchdown. And like, oh, this game's over. But sticking to the Bengals, yeah. they could they have just folded in. But
0: Not only that. Not only does he go Maybe. eight for eight on the first drive, has has a crazy touchdown pass to Tyree Kilt. They forced the Bengals to get a field goal. And they come back down and having just as insane a drive with Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown. I, when I was Kelsey watching that game, so I, was at, I was at a track meet yesterday, so I didn't get to watch the whole game. But I watched the first two drives of the Kansas City. They were up 14-3. to And I was like, I'm going to save my phone battery, dude. I don't have a charger. This game's over. I was like, I don't need to watch this game anymore. Let me just save my battery so I can watch the NFC Championship game. Next thing I know, I checked my, I checked my phone an hour and a half later, and there's one minute left, and the Bengals are up by three. So – I went back. Obviously, I watched all the highlights. But I would like to know, as someone who did actually watch the entire game, so it does give a little bit of a different perspective, do you say that this was just an unbelievable um, like defensive adjustment in the second half for Cincinnati? Or did the Chiefs and, and Joe Burrow being able to come back and lead that offense? Or did the Chiefs choke? I
1: don't know. Holmes did not look at Holmes in the second half.
0: What give do you it, have, 55 the- yards in the second half? I mean – the if he had 55 though. yards in the second half, he'd be crucified on media exactly.
1: in the media right now. Exactly. I mean, he, he he was getting pressured a lot in the second half. It kind of it kind of reminded me of uh, the Super Bowl last year against the Bucks, where he had no time to throw. But he also had it was one time where he took a bad bad sack. I mean, it was right at the end of the game. No, I dude. mean he had all the, he had all the time yeah. in the world right there. There was plenty
0: of times where he had a lot of he had a lot of time to pass. Right, he so just was like trying to do sometimes. Mahomes does too much. He does too much. You just got to throw the ball away sometimes. Get get to the next play. You don't need to take a fifteen yard sack. And that play that you're talking about, where Joe Toomey uh, recovered that fumble, that could have been disastrous. I mean, they ended up losing the game anyways, but fumbling forty seconds
1: left. I know. Which and they won. You thought it was the same thing again. Oh, they won the toss. Here we go. He's gonna march down the field, and then give it to the Bengals. I mean, Eli Eli Apple had an interception right in his hand. I'm telling you right now, if the Chiefs won that game. Eli Apple would have been roasted on Twitter for, for all the talking he's been doing. He had a ball right in his he hands. Should still he still be roasted it. on Twitter. Eli Apple. The funniest thing I saw the other day. Did you see this? Yeah, no, the tweet did, that Sean, he sent. Oh, and then uh, Sean Payton was like, oh, I'm, uh, players don't know. Like, I, I like to see him do good. He's talking about that dude from the Saints, uh, Hendricks. He's like, we're training for him. We're training for other people. Uh, Eli Apple, kind of.
0: You didn't want to cheer I for forgot him. that Eli Apple was on the Saints for a little bit. Dude, he's nice. just like become nice. a top 10 pick, just turned into nice. a meme. But I would like to thank the Bengals defense for saving us for another week of debate over the OT rules. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you know, if Mahomes marches down the field and Joe Burrow doesn't touch the ball and they score a touchdown and the game ends, and I think that would make the record for teams that win the coin toss and OT in the playoffs 11 and 1, man. If that happened for the second straight week, except for the especially for the Chiefs in the second straight week, Twitter would have blown up. It would probably still be crashed right now. You probably still wouldn't be able to go on Twitter, the amount of tweets that there would be about those OT rules. And now that we're on that topic, actually, what do you think about the OT rules? I mean, we saw we saw what the NFL has envisioned what it could be with yesterday with the defense getting the stop and then you know kicking a field goal like I think the NFL was like defense is part of the game. So if you lose the coin toss, you got to play defense. That's part of the game too. And I get that to a degree, but also it would have been so fun to see Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes go fire for fire last week,
1: and have them both get the chance to touch the ball. I think it gets a little crazy in college though. Like we're get we're getting to the point where they're they're getting like they're in the seventies. I mean, what are we doing here? We'll be here all night in the NFL sometimes. So I don't I don't know if they should do that, but I think you should just play out like. Certain amount of time, like just play it out, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter how many times 15 you get minutes, goal. yeah, just play it out, play out to 15 minutes. Okay, that's that I like yeah, that game. better. Uh, it used to be so bad. I mean, just a field goal in overtime that, that's, that was the, that's
0: horrendous. That was that's a that, that is all that
1: you need to get like five yards. I know, and it and it, oh my god, it was the worst. Once you knew the team got to the 50, you're like, oh my god, this game's over. I used to get so mad, but uh. This one's not too bad, but still, I mean, the quarterback, some quarterbacks don't even get a chance.
0: Here's, eh. here's like probably one that won't be instituted, but one that I saw that I thought was pretty interesting. What I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this. It was uh, the team that wins the coin toss chooses where they want to place the ball and the other team decides based on where they, where they choose to put the ball, if they want to defend or receive. So for example, if the Chiefs win the coin toss and Pat Mahomes says, we want to put it at the defensive 15-yard line. So, like, you'd have to go 85 yards. Then the other team, knowing that the ball is at the 15-yard line, decides, I think we have a better chance of defending and not letting up a touchdown and letting them go 85 yards than us getting the ball and going 85 yards and scoring. So we want to play defense first. Or if your offense is really that good, you say, I want to play offense and try and go 85 yards. What do you think about that?
1: That's interesting.
0: So like you could say like five There's I a want the ball on the five yard it. line. And then you at the the other team decides, oh, I want to defend that. Now you kind of fucked yourself over and you're on offense and you're on your own five yard line. Or you could be like, I want to put it at the 40 yard line. And then you can't do that because then the other team is going to be like, all right, well, I want to play offense. I only have to go 60 yards.
1: Definitely add some strategy into it. And I can see some coaches fucking that up, which would be <laughs> cool to see.
0: You know but, who uh, wanna fuck it
1: up? Bill. Bill. Bill would not fuck, fuck up. that up. Bill would put on a one. I want to go 99 yards. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, exciting weekend. I think the playoffs so far have been absolutely fantastic since the, the wild card round was a little wild crazy. Card round. Wild round. We, wild, we wild.
0: deserve the past two weekends after that wild card round. If you that can't love the NFL wild. during the wild card round, you don't deserve it during its divisional and championship round. Okay.
1: Yep. If you didn't stick That's through, cool. if you didn't stick through those wild card games, if you didn't watch them out, you don't deserve these games. So these games have been close. They've been walk-offs. They've been great. I just hope that the championship game is the same, but uh, that's a lot to ask for. But uh, I'm excited for the halftime show, to be honest. I am very excited about the halftime show.
0: I am too. I mean, all this, those people- uh, I, I saw a tweet. I forget, I forget who saw it. I think it was just some, some random person's tweet that went viral. It was uh, Matt Stafford is playing in the Super Bowl and Eminem is uh, performing at halftime. This is the closest Detroit's ever going to get to the Super Bowl in the next 30 years.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. And also, somebody better not let Odell score a touchdown because he'll be celebrating in the halftime show. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even imagine Odell's celebration if he scores. Oh, my God. Before we get to
0: the uh, NFC game, I would like to add one more thing. You can still talk about it, too, if you'd like. But I would like to. I mean, great season by the Chiefs. I'd like to say that first and foremost. Pat Mahomes, still that dude. I mean, I don't think this really takes anything away from him. He's still a great quarterback with a promising career. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're, they're, they're going to still be here for a while. But I would like to say, for all the people who thought Jamar Chase was not the right pick for Cincinnati, how do you feel now? How do you feel now? You probably feel so stupid. All the people that – what's his name? Penny Sewell, Sewell yep. the offensive lineman that everyone thought that they should take, and they were like, nah, we want we want the best wide receiver in the draft. They got so clowned all over social media the second they made that pick. And I just want to say, Jamar Chase, good for you, man. Especially after that, uh, the training camp when he oh, yeah, said was that he, was he, he was having passes. yeah he was having trouble catching the ball because like college footballs have like the white stripe on it and the NFL ball doesn't. After that, everyone was like, man, he's gonna the be ball, a bust. All, all he did was become the NFL rookie of the year. He's gonna win it over Mac NFL rookie of the year and is the number one wide receiver on the team heading to the Super Bowl. That's all Jamar Chase did in his first year. So, I would like to congratulate Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and that whole Cincinnati team, while also saying, "Good job, Chiefs! You're still going to be around. You guys are a great football team."
1: I Completely agree. I mean, Joe Burrow got his guy back. He loved him in college. I mean, not only did he he had like the most dominant college season ever with him, and it's transformed to the NFL. I mean, those two they're like on the same same wavelength every play. They're great. And you can't forget about uh, T. Higgins. He had some important catches. And Tyler Boyd. I mean, they're, they're going to have some weapons. I mean, who's who's Ramsey going to pick up? He's going to pick up uh, Chase, do you think? Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's going to be a good duel. I'm going to like to see that. And then uh, – but uh, I really uh, – Aaron Donald and Von Miller against the offensive line. It's going mean, to be tough, could, man. It could get ugly. And
0: I, get I think ugly. that's a good point that you said they have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins because Jamar Chase, as good as he's been this year, didn't have, like, the craziest game yesterday. He had some big catches, but he didn't have, like, the best game we've ever seen in terms of, like, yardage and receptions. But Joe Burrow was just like, oh, you guys going to take Jamar Chase away? All right. And just threw for, like, 120 yards to T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins had six catches for 100-plus. So, they're full of riches over there. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are probably wide receiver twos on any other team, and they're just sharing the wide, two, wide receiver 2A two to B spot. Behind Jamar Chase. And then you got Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon. Oh, you nation, by the way, both of them Sooners. Let's fucking go Um, in the backfield. Wow. This offense. I I love this offense. Defense, Jesse Bates. Okay.
1: I made a big play in that interception. What a play. Play. But,
0: you know, th- there's a little bit to be. Is Geno Atkins still on that team? I don't even know. Mm-mm. They got
1: DJ Reader, and they got that dude, uh, Hawkinson. I mean, uh, yeah, Hendrickson, H- Hendrickson, the white dude. He, he used to play for the Saints. He was, he was getting after Mahomes all day. He's a beast. But uh, I don't know. The Rams, the Rams got a lot of weapons, too. I mean, Cooper Cobb, this dude, man.
0: All right, yeah, so let's talk
1: about the NFC Championship game. Go ahead. Take your way. To be honest, I don't think Jimmy, besides that last thing, played as bad as I thought he was going to play. I mean, he threw for two touchdowns. I mean, the running game was there was absolutely no running game.
0: Will Will you take back your statement? Who was the worst quarterback left in the divisional round? Say it. Say it. It might have been Ryan
1: Tannehill. Yeah,
0: it but was Ryan Tannehill. It was Ryan they're Tannehill. Still, he, they're still gonna give
1: Jimmy D the boot. Sadly.
0: Yeah. Did you see uh, after the game, the GM was right outside the locker room, like giving everybody a handshake, and then he gave Jimmy like a big hug. I think. Yep. I think. That means is Trey Lance saying? Ties. he's saying uh th- thanks for your service, buddy. But uh Trey Lance is coming up behind you, bud.
1: Or maybe they can uh they can reel in Tom Brady for one year. Relax. Let, let, let Trey Lance sit, sit for one more. Relax. But anyway, I think Jimmy G didn't play too bad. I mean, the 49 have I think they had chances to win that game. I mean, that that one throw by uh by Stafford, I don't know what he was thinking on that one. He just threw it up basically, and the safety tart had it right in his hands. He dropped it. I mean that right there is was a, a game changer right there. And, I mean, Aaron Donald, he just, he just makes that play at the end. I mean, he gets to the quarterback, and the game's over. But I mean, the Rams are always going to be tough. Too many weapons. Odell had a pretty good game. And then Cooper Cup, I mean, you could put two guys on, three guys. I mean, he, everybody knows about Cooper Cup now. There's no secret, but he still finds a way. George, I'd, like
0: I'd like to apologize. Gonna, I did say this. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to say I'm sorry. Because when Cooper Cup was eating up and we did our wide receiver list, I left him off it. You know, I was yep. like, this man's been in the league long enough. He's having a hot 10, 11 weeks, but he's going to really keep it up the whole time. Is he really the best wide receiver in the league? Is he really going to be like that? I've seen enough of Cooper Cup where I can believe that maybe he, he's going to slow down at some point. I mean, he's never, he's always been a, like a, a good wide receiver, a good wide receiver, two or three on the Rams, but he's never been this. I was like, no, I'm just going to wait for him to fall off a little bit. And he just kicked it up another notch. He has been absolutely unbelievable. Probably the best season we've ever seen from a wide receiver, maybe besides Calvin Johnson's single-season record. But, and I mean, Randy that team Moss. sucked. Yeah, Randy Moss. Randy, Randy Moss was crazy. But the fact that we're comparing a Cooper Cup season to Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss, I mean, what a year. He's having an insane year. And when I was watching the highlights of the game, for the Rams, it seemed like every Rams highlight on offense was 10-yard pass to Cooper Cup, 15-yard pass to Cooper Cup, 30-yard pass to touchdown Cooper Cup, touchdown Cooper Cup, 50-yard pass. Cooper. I was like, am I watching the Rams 49ers NFC Championship highlights, or am I watching the Cooper Cup highlights? I was like, what, what is happening right now? And I just found out that it's because they couldn't guard him, and I don't think anyone hey. can guard him. Nope. And
1: I don't think that changes in the big game. you see don't Cooper Cup winning anything? I mean... I think they need to put four people. They need to put four
0: people on Cooper Cup, and they, they they need to do to Cooper Cup the entire game what they did to Tyree Kill in the second half. They just need to put five people on them. They need to drop eight, let Aaron Donald and Von Miller try and get to the quarterback, drop eight, and don't let Cooper Cup get open. Because I mean, they have Odell, they have Tyler Higby, but do they have like I mean Van Jefferson? I'm are we saying, I'm saying
1: let, let let Van Jefferson beat me.
0: Not, are, we, not yeah, are we
1: scared of him? I don't think so. No, we're not scared. Odell, maybe. Odell, kind of. But still, I'm not letting Cooper Cup beat me. He's beaten everybody this season. And I'm taking away – that's Matthew Stafford's favorite target, obviously. And they have to do something about that. Or else the Rams are going to cover.
0: And Matt Stafford, towards the end of the year, was sort of getting in his way, his own way a lot. Throwing, throwing stupid picks, you know, not playing the way Matt Stafford we we thought he could, and know know that he can. But the playoffs, he's turned back into the Matt, Matt Stafford we all know and love, the Matt Stafford from the those shitty Lions teams that he was a good quarterback for. Um, but I would the the thing that has been sort of surprising as I watched the Rams is the the lack of like running offense that they have, despite the talent they had back there. Because I mean, they have Cam Akers who's back. What he like tears Achilles. No, he came back. Like I think he tore yeah, that like, was his a, Achilles that was Achilles or crazy ACL. Recovery. And, like was in recovery. like
1: preseason, he's back already. But I think it was preseason. I yeah. think uh, one of our friends was flipping out about Was it was Panacea? it Achilles? I think it might have been I think it was Achilles, yeah.
0: So they have Cam makers back there. I don't know if he's hundred percent, but he had a pretty good game two weeks ago. So they have Cam Akers, they have expat Super Bowl champion, Sonny Michelle, and they have Darrow Henderson. They have three average to above average running backs in the backfield and i feel like i just haven't seen like that running attack that like i figured that they could have with three running backs like that i mean if you have three running backs like that like that you should be running the ball way more than they do and i think sometimes they get a little pass I really think it's
1: stafford in a uh, cup but i think it's matthew i think it's uh, stafford or boss to be honest with the range right now i think sean McVay likes that though you think it's Rams, what i think it's uh it's uh, Matthew Stafford a bust right now. For they're Rams. just going to put it in his
0: hands and trust that he that he does it? They,
1: they traded for his guy. They got his guy. And I think I think Sean McVay is just going to see if he can take him all the way. I mean, they said, it, they said it was golf, the reason they didn't win that last football. But we're going to see. We're going to see what Stafford can do on a big stage. And, again, it's a home it's a Bowl, But the Rams don't really have the best fan base because, obviously, they moved areas. So they're new. To, they're, they, they were in there the L.A. There was
0: more area. 49ers fans yesterday. That place was exactly. rocking anything the 49ers did. And I, I know it's still in California. I don't know how far the drive from San Francisco to LA is, but
1: God damn LA show up a little bit. Would you? My God. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to think I'm going to go on a limb here. Not even a limb. I th- really think there's going to be more Cincinnati fans at this game. Cause listen, if I'm a Cincinnati fan and I've been watching this team my whole life, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the, I'm getting the money together. I'm selling the car, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm going to this game. <laughs> Because when's the next time, you think, unless Joe Burrow's is Giving away your firstborn, selling the house. I'm going to the game. Because when's the next time? I mean, you haven't haven't won a playoff game at home since – you haven't won a playoff game in how long? This is their first bowl since
0: 89. Exactly. And, I mean, for as good as the Rams are, Cincinnati has got to be thanking whatever God there is, whatever God they believe in, Cincinnati fans. They got to be thanking God that – the 49ers didn't beat the Rams because, I don't know if you know this, Jules, this is the third time the Cincinnati Bengals have been to the Super Bowl. The first two times, they lost. And the first two times, they lost to the 49ers. Imagine okay. if that for the third time, the the third straight time that they go to the Super Bowl and they have to play the 49ers, that would just have curse rain all over it.
1: They would have nightmares of uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young. but So, just be, just so be Jimmy thank God. God
0: that it's the they even though the Rams probably are the better team and probably someone that they should fear more than the 49ers I'm sure they're just as happy that it's the Rams instead of the 49ers simply because I mean that's got to that's got to play head games I'm sure the players know that the history of that team I mean if I know the history of that team I'm sure Joe Burrow knows so they got to be thankful it's not the 49ers um yeah great game though once again I got to ask you did Kyle Shanahan and, and the 49ers choke? Or did the Rams just play that well in the fourth quarter? What's up with teams not being able to hold leads anymore? What is this?
1: I'd be scared to have a lead in this in this game, in this championship game. I'd be scared to have a lead, to be honest, because it, it's not looking good. And, but also, I just think if, if they intercept that, I mean, I don't know what Matthew Stafford was thinking there, seriously. I think there was multiple chances with it, and then Jimmy G threw a pick. I mean, I really think the 49ers already blew this game if Matthew if he if he near right there people are gonna be like oh see Matthew Stafford's not the guy either so I mean I know you know who's kicking themselves right now actually kicking themselves is the Green Bay Packers the Green Bay Packers if they were to beat the 49ers they would have had another home game and then they would have to take on the Bengals. Aaron Rodgers must be must be crying in his pillow just thinking <laughs> I, I had the bangles to beat to win another championship and it even would Tom have had Brady to beat must the be.
0: Rams the, the LA Rams who play in 85 degree weather every week yeah. in Lambo with the exactly. way that they played yesterday. I mean, the 40, like you said, the 49 Kyle Shanahan has got to be the worst fourth quarter coach of all time. Yep. Do you know who was the defensive coordinator for the Falcons in 2018? Or in seventeen? It was him, right? It was him. Do you know <laughs> who blew a 10-point lead to Patrick Mahomes in the, in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl? Kyle Shanahan.
1: Jimmy Do Kyle Shanahan.
0: Do you know, do you know who blew – the 10-point lead in the fourth quarter yesterday? Like, Jimmy is Kyle Shanahan allergic to leads in the fourth quarter? People, people got to start asking this question. It's not, it's not me. This is me. I got nothing against Kyle Shanahan. People are asking the question.
1: You know is what I feel bad for? Leads? You know what I feel bad for? Debo Samuel. I mean, he had a great season. I mean, he gave it all on the line last night. He even scored a touchdown. He was playing very good. There's only so much you can do to make up for a quarterback play. But uh, Debo, hey, he played a season.
0: What, what was wrong with jimmy g yesterday and i get it i get it this man has been carried all right i was trash talking him yesterday at, at, to some of my teammates at my meet and all i heard was he's a winner he's a winner he's 5-1 in the playoffs he's a winner he's been in this. okay but let's be real the 49ers are winning in spite of jimmy g not because of jimmy g and there's a difference sure you can call him a winner if you want but if he's a, he's not a great player you can't convince me he's a great, but you can't convince me he's a top ten, top fifteen quarterback in this league.
1: You won't. So, so, let's let's say this. Do you think Trey Lance is gonna is gonna take the 49ers to that to the point where they can win a, champ, a championship? Is he that much better than Jimmy G? I think he has the potential to be much better than Jimmy G. Definitely better. I think Strambler. his ceiling his ceiling is so much higher than Jimmy's.
0: His ceiling is. I mean, Jimmy G's at probably at his ceiling. Yeah, he's probably. At his ceiling. Jimmy G goes. Jimmy G can win go?
1: a Super Bowl, but.
0: He has to be on a team like this was his chance. He has to be on a team like the 49ers who have a solid defense, good supporting cast. They run the ball a lot. This was his chance. This was his perfect team, just like it was with the Chiefs. And he had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. So Kyle Shanahan, do you think? Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G are confirmed allergic to leads in the fourth quarter.
1: Do you think he gets a shot somewhere
0: else next yeah, season? Yeah, I do. I think he probably becomes a starter somewhere else, wherever people need QBs. I mean, let's think about who needs a QB. Green Bay, maybe.
1: I take him. I take him Green in Bay Washington. Might need a QB. I really would. Hmm? I would take him in Washington. I think Washington would be a great fit. Why? Because if what can, would Washington if win about with? Our him? defense. What about he, your defense? Your defense is think, trash. Yes, I know. If it plays some potential. We're supposed to be a top five defense this year. Why do you want? Yeah, we know that. But new logo. New team. Jamie comes over here. Oh,
0: breaking news, by the way. Came out today. We got the Washington How Commanders. The Washington Commanders, know. Jules? How are we feeling? I don't know. Are the it Washington really Commanders see. favorites in the NFC East next year? I mean, if you get a quarterback. I think he's, not, no, I think he's no. not the guy. Cowboys are still that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves just because they're the Commanders. <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to be commanding anything. But i can't
1: wait, i can't wait to see the jerseys though i'm excited for the jerseys in the new logo. what's like
0: okay i don't want to sound dumb like i know what a commander is but like what's the logo possibly going to be what's a commander logo i, I have no idea maybe a like face?
1: wc wc i don't know
0: that would be boring imagine changing your team name to the washington commanders just for your logo to be a wc
1: might as well just in the football team it's like, a, it's like a sergeant right yeah
0: yeah so like it's like, it's like a military position, like a commander, commander in yeah. chief. I don't
1: know what they're going to do with the logo, but
0: uh, it's going to be Biden, commander in chief. <laughs> commander just in chief. Right they're on just going to change right it out,
1: shoulder, whatever president it is. They're going to keep changing, they're going to change every four years, anyways. But,
0: uh, back to the NFC championship game. I would like to say, congratulations to the Rams, great team, and I also want to say that. I hope the Bengals win. I think the Rams are going to win. But I also partially hope the Rams win just because it ha- this has to be their year. Only because Matt Stafford is going to need more money. Cooper Cup is going to need more money. Aaron Donald, I don't know what kind of contract he's on, but he's the best defender in the league. He's going to want money. You can't pay Von Miller. You have no draft picks. You got to pay Jalen Ramsey soon. I mean... The amount of talent that they've accumulated, this team could look very different next year or in two years. They have a very, very small window. And the fact that they're in another Super Bowl, they can't let this one slip, especially against a Bengals team that they probably should beat. I mean, Sean McVay will have
1: nightmares if he loses this Super Bowl. Oh, If he loses this, I don't know how he sleeps that night. This is his chance to get his first ring. I mean, people say he's one of the best coaches in the league, best young coaches. He's also very young, but I mean – this is this is a golden opportunity right here. This is a golden ticket. No Rogers, no Brady, no. It's, it's a Bengals. No it's a Cincinnati Bengals. No Peyton. Facing a second no
0: year QB, basically first year QB. I mean, he got hurt. Mahomes. How many weeks? No Mahomes. I mean, he's got to do it. They they got I mean, Von Miller for this exact reason. They at they, home.
1: You're at home.
0: They literally, Jules. I don't know if you've seen. They like don't have draft picks. Like I'm not. I'm not like exaggerating. When I say that like. They've traded away like every single fucking traffic that 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 organization has. They need like they need to win the Super Bowl. They they sold out to make to win the Super Bowl this year and they got there. They got one more game to finish the job. And Sean McVay and Matt or Matt uh, Stafford, all those guys on the Rams will not be able to sleep a lick for the rest of their lives. I think if they don't win this one, I think that's why I'd rather be Cincinnati right now. Yeah, we're away. Yeah, we're away. But guess what? We got probably people, we got faithful fans probably going to come travel down. We got a lethal offense. We're riding the hot hand. Definitely. And if we lose, we weren't supposed to be here. All the pressure's on the Rams. All the pressure is on the Rams.
1: I really pictured Joe, Joe Burrow smoking a cigar at the end of this game. I I, I think the Rams, my, my gut says, my, my head says a Rams blowout. Not a blowout, but they went pretty comfortably. But well, I just have a feeling. I, I I see Joe Burrow smoking a cigar and holding the Super Bowl trophy. I really do in his locker, and it's gonna be everywhere. It's gonna be in every meme, every page, Twitter, Instagram. It's gonna be everywhere. I just see it happening, dude. I really do. I'm making this promise right but, now. You never know.
0: I'm making this promise right now. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl and is smoking a cigar, I'd be insane. And is smoking a cigar in his locker, I. Will buy whatever shirt, bar night. I don't know who's gonna make the shirt. Whoever puts that sh- that picture of him smoking a cigar in a Bengals jersey, whatever kind of merge comes out for Joe Burrow, I'm buying it for myself. And then I'm buying an LSU Joe Burrow, but E A U X at the end for Connor for his birthday. And Connor, if you're listening, in the in the Cincinnati Bengals when in two weeks, your birthday your birthday present is gonna be a big surprise. But that's what I'm getting you, if they win. So, I know you're going to be rooting for the Bengals, too. I will be, too. Now you have another reason to vote for them. Or root for them. And and shout-out Connor too. Shout-out Connor. I mean, this guy has been a Joe Burrow fan since he started torching it and lighting it up at LSU. He's always known he's had that ick factor. And America was a couple years late. But everyone's on the Joe Burrow wave now, I'll tell you that.
1: Everybody – I think America's rooting for Joe Burrow. I think everybody – Besides Rams fans are voting for Joe Burrow. Even though, I don't know, maybe there's some Odell st- Spagos out there, some Aaron nope, Donald that's Spaggles out you. there that are rooting for him. This is, no, this is, there this there's is definitely Odell some Stafford. There. There's some Stafford guys out there. Oh, I'm sure Detroit fans people, are rooting very hard for People in Detroit, yeah, they love Stafford. So I think they might have some support from them. But uh, I don't know. People love Joe Burrow right now. They love everything about him.
0: As they and should. they've been
1: underdogs all season. And they're going to be underdogs again. I mean, their, their win total was six and a half in the beginning of the season, same as the Giants. They had the same win total projection as the Giants, and we're now we're talking about them one win, one game away. Do trouble. you know what
0: their odds were to make it to just make it to the Super Bowl, not win the Super Bowl, make it to the Super Bowl? Do you know what their odds were? Nope. One twenty-five to one. It's What's crazy. that? Plus twelve five, twelve hundred or twelve thousand five hundred, or is it twelve fifty? Either one. It's probably 12,500. Ridiculous odds.
1: Yep. I mean, like I said, I couldn't picture this. I couldn't imagine this. Like some people were saying, can they make the playoffs? Like, nope. It was a stretch to making the playoffs in the beginning of the season. It was a stretch to say they make the playoffs, especially in that division. But look at this. They're one game away. This would turn the NFL on its head if the Bengals get a championship. It would turn the NFL on its head.
0: Prediction time. Jules, I need I need winner, I need score, and I need MVP out of you.
1: Winner, score, MVP. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know.
0: I can start it off. You go first, you go first. All right. Joe. Joe Cold. Joe Burr, Joe Scheisty. I just want to say. Thank you for this year. I love you, my man. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. You've had you, you've had a fantastic run. You, you've made all of America so happy by being the Chiefs, and for that, we're forever indebted to you. But it's not your time. It's not your time. I think it should. I think this spread should be minus seven Rams. I think they're clear favorites. I think this defensive line, especially Aaron Donald, is going to just have a Thanksgiving feast this Sunday or two Sundays from now. I think Cooper Cup is going to have a day. I think Matt Stafford is going to step up to the moment. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game too, you know. But I got Rams thirty to twenty four. Mm, I don't know if the I don't know if the Bengals put up that many points. I got thirty to twenty. I got thirty to twenty Rams, and like I said, my MVP is Aaron Donald. I think he's gonna get like four sacks, dude. I really do. I don't are know what they, this. This offense either Aaron Donald's gonna get like four sacks, or they triple team him and Von Miller gets like five. That's that's what's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't see this offensive line stopping him, dude. They couldn't even stop you. This offensive line is like historically bad for a team that's in the Super Bowl. It's got to be maybe one of the worst. And you know, I mean, that, if any I offensive lineman or listen to this, don't think you are. If you are, hey. Congratulations on making this far. But everyone knows you guys are kind of the weak spot of the team. I mean, let, let's not kid ourselves here. If Joe Burrow had, a, I mean, he tore his ACL for gosh sakes last year because you guys couldn't block for shit. So, but yep, Rams 30 20, Aaron Donald taking home the, the hardware. First defensive player to take home the hardware, and I don't know how long. Do you remember anyone, a defensive player winning the MVP? The Super Bowl, I can't think of any. No clue. Yep, that's what I got. Maybe a stretch, but maybe realistically, like Cooper Cupper or Matt Stafford wins it. But I'm gonna go against the. I'm gonna go go against the green. Aaron Donald.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the flow. What has this playoff been about? Upsets, the underdog. I think why not the championship game be an underdog? I think the Rams come out hot. Just like again, it's scripted. They come out hot. Maybe 14-3, maybe 17-3, and then boom, Joe Burr turns it on. He watches the halftime show. Stafford gets a little distracted. He sees Eminem, he sees his boy. He's like, oh, look at this, and then boom, 28-24. I mean, how can you not pick the Cincinnati Bengals? What are the odds even got here? You don't think they're going to win it? I think they're going to win it they got this far. 28-24, Cincinnati Bengals, MVP. I mean, just ha- I, w- I want to say, say Mixon, to be honest, but I really don't think so. I want to say Chase, but they always give it to the quarterback. I think Chase has a game. No, I should take that back. T. Higgins has a game. T. Higgins has an absolute game. Again, got... again, he has an absolute game. And then he doesn't get MVP though because they always give it to the quarterback. And Joe Burrow, smoking a cigar, MVP trophy in one hand, Super Bowl trophy in the other hand, Barstool is selling shirts. I think it's a storybook ending. Give me a Cincinnati. Jules, I'd me- love it. I just it like to make great. it
0: clear. I'd just like to make it clear. I'm I'm sure you guys probably know by now. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I will be decked out in orange and black, cheering hard for Joe Burrow. But I can't let my heart get in get in the way of uh of what I think is gonna happen. And I think it's it's the Rams year. And to really? be fair,
1: Cole did predict the Bengals going to the championship game. Thank you. Thank you. I, have to
0: I mean I did pick the Packers to win it all. So I can't be too proud.
1: I thought no shot, no way in hell, no way in hell. The Bengals in the championship game, and I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: here We are. What here was your are. matchup? It was Chiefs. Bucks. It was
1: uh, Bills. It was Bills. Bucks. L over two. And, and that got that got that got shut down early. That, that shut got down shut down. They, the
0: they didn't make it to the next round, my guy. Nope.
1: That shut, that got shut down Two close games up. I must Yeah, say. for real. And game.
0: and uh, two teams. Well, I guess the Bills didn't lose to the Bengals, but at least the Bucks lost to the eventual NFC champions.
1: Exactly. So exactly. But speaking,
0: uh, or yeah, what do you want to yeah.
1: say? No, keep going. Keep,
0: keep. I was going to say, speaking of the Rams Bucks game and the Bucks, there was uh someone on the Bucks actually, maybe known more for a pat. You know, that's that's debatable. Not really, actually.
1: Not even close.
0: Not even close. This man will go down in the Hall of Fame wearing a Patriots jersey, hopefully signs a one-day contract to the Pats and retires with them. But what what day was this? Friday, maybe? Was it Saturday on the snow day? I think it might have been Saturday. Friday or Saturday? I yep. think it was Saturday. I remember I
1: was, it was a blizzard. I'm like, don't do it to us now, Tom. I'm stuck inside. And I guess Tom I knew-
0: Brady, Adam Schefter of ESPN breaks news. Tom Brady has announced his retirement. And the internet blows up. You see praise from every single sports media outlet. Every, Every single one. From big ones like ESPN to smaller, less known ones like local news channels. Everyone, whether you're from New England, you're from Tampa, you're from California, you're from Oregon, you're from Idaho. I don't care where you're from. Everyone was saying praise to Tom Brady, calling him the goat, thanking him for everything he's done. And then what? An hour, two hours later, it comes out that maybe he's not done. Maybe he didn't retire. I mean, it was a little strange that we that the news was broken by Adam Schefter. He isn't w- probably the best NFL insider currently, right now, at least most well known. Oh, he's he's like the woes of the NFL, you know. He doesn't picking. miss.
1: Let's just say that. He does not miss.
0: I mean, he he did make a mistake earlier this year, too. Um, but before this year, I had not known for him missing. This is his second time missing. Um, but yeah. It was a little strange when I saw that it was from Adam Schefter because Tom Brady has been such like a a vocal guy recently ever since he went to. I mean, he was a lot more reserved uh, in New England, but I think that was just kind of like the Patriots mantra. Um, Once he got to Tampa Bay, he kind of opened up, you know, got a Twitter, got a social media, became like this big, like larger than life, bigger than just an athlete kind of figure that he deserves to be. Um, so I did think it was kind of weird that like, it wasn't like a press conference, like a video directly from him announcing his retirement. It was just leaked information from Adam Schefter, but I was not expecting what came next with everyone saying, Oh, well he called the bucks and said that his decision hasn't been made yet. And his dad is saying that Tom isn't even close to having made a decision yet. So we don't know why this news broke man. Was that just like my emotions were all over the place that day. First I was sad watching Tom Brady highlights. I'm like this man's gone. I do. I, I was watching. I'm watching him too. throw touchdowns to Randy Moss, and then I'm getting notifications that he's coming back. He's not actually. I was like, my mind was just all over the place. Jules, I don't know what happened to you on that Saturday, but my emotions were ro- roller coaster would be an understatement.
1: I mean, this guy's this guy's been playing football longer than I've been alive. He's been in the NFL ever since I've been there.
0: He got drafted. Came- what in... The winner of 2000, and I was yep. born in the fall of 2000. So he, was, he has been in the NFL my entire life.
1: Exactly. We grew up watching him. I mean, we're from New England. We watched him basically every Sunday. And Basically every Sunday. Every Sunday. I watched yeah. him every Sunday, and then I re
0: him every Monday on YouTube. And then I re him every Tuesday on ESPN. And then I re him every Wednesday
1: And I practice. I was watching
0: this man for 365 days a year. Never mind every Sunday.
1: I mean, it's just like when you think of the NFL – First name that comes to everybody's mind, especially us, is Tom Brady. I think of the NFL. I think of Tom Brady. It's the First name that comes to mind, and the fact that he might retire this year, it's uh, it's kind of mind blowing because I just realized how old we're getting. Because I mean, we grew up. We don't. We don't even know the NFL without Tom Brady. Every we really the NFL is Tom Tom Brady in it since we've been born. We've seen so many quarterbacks retire, like Big Ben. He was drafted way after Tom Brady, and he outlasted Manning. He outlasted. Both Mannings. He outlasted Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, he outlasted them all. And we thought this day would never come. We never thought this day would come. But he's, he's retired. And I would I don't think I don't even know if he's the league anymore. Is he? I think he will. You think he will? All right. I think he's in a, he's going a press conference. And I think he, he I'm I'm sure he's pissed. He wanted to say, say it himself, obviously. The dude the dude deserves that. I mean, he should have his own uh press conference and he should be the one that says, you know what, guys. I'm hanging him up, just like everybody else has done. But uh, I think he was mad. The only way he comes back that he's so mad that that they leaked that that he just comes back in spite of that. Hey,
0: you know, you know the moral code. It's 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 a, it's a pretty popular saying, especially in pop culture. You know, uh, I leave on my terms. You know, exactly. And the if if Tom Brady has deserved anything in his life, it's to retire on his own goddamn terms,
1: yep. not have elite. And First it's ball. not like
0: – I think Tom Brady might be the last guy in the world that you want to, like, have, like, a spite with or, like, have him hold a grudge over you because uh, last time something like this happened, he got suspended four games for deflategate and then came back and won a Super Bowl. Um, so I want to try and get this man pissed off. Um, do I think he's going to come back and play one more year out of spite? I don't know. I think he's probably done too, honestly. Yeah. Um, I actually learned this this morning. Shout out uh, Professor Don Ennis, my sports journalism class this morning, 955 Abrams Hall, University of Hartford. Great place. Um, my professor actually said she was asking like, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on this whole Tom Brady thing? And then she said, well, I actually heard this piece of information that they might have like Tom Brady might have said that he's not retiring yet because um, apparently he gets like not a signing bonus, but like some sort of extended... He gets like a couple more million dollars if he stays on the team until like mid... It was some date in February, maybe early mid-February. I don't know if it was a signing bonus. I don't know if it was incentive. I don't know if it was part of like the contract he already signed. But basically, if he doesn't retire before that date, he gets that money. So people are thinking that once that date comes and he gets the couple more million dollars, that's when he's going to call it quits. I can see that as a very... Very reasonable thing that he does. I think he's...
1: This February or next February?
0: This February. Like, a couple, couple weeks. I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, I get it that he's already rich and Giselle's rich, but is are you going to throw away money just to, like, two weeks? You just have to wait two weeks to make this announcement for a couple million dollars? Yeah, I'd wait. No matter how much money I have, I, I'd wait two weeks, too. So I think that makes sense. And in my heart, I want to believe that Tom Brady is going to come back and try and, like, say, you know, fuck you to I ESPN and long. Adam Schefter and these guys for not letting him retire on his own terms. But at the same time, he's got to be tired, man. 22 years. His, his kids, we think we don't know an NFL without uh, Tom Brady. His kids are, like, younger than us. His kids don't know what it's like to just, like, have a dad around that's not always playing football. So. Especially in
1: the fall. And the fall they're, what, the,
0: 15, the oldest one's got to be, like, what, 15, 16? I mean, he does if there's anything he deserves, he deserves to go out on his own terms and he deserves to spend time with his family. He's he's been doing it for 22 years. I would love to see him come back. But that that whole like getting the extra money that my professor told me about today makes perfect
1: sense. I think that's probably what it was. And it's not like Tom Brady like plays a, a 16-game season. This man is usually in the AFC championship game or NFC championship game and in the Super Bowl. So he's playing he's playing from basically when summer when training starts all the way to yeah, what
0: he probably plays since early August. Yep, until February and then trains all off season.
1: Yep, so I mean, they basically, they basically don't even know what it is to have a dad, basically, a normal dad at home. And Tom Bray's, we all know how obsessed he is with football, so even at home, he's probably watching films still and doing stuff like that. So I think Giselle, Giselle, Giselle probably wanted him to call her like three years ago, honestly. I think it's already past Giselle's time that she wanted him to retire. So I think Tom Brady – I mean, I would like to see Psycho Tom come back for one more year just in spite of this. I mean, it would be the funniest thing ever. But uh, I really just – I think he's done. I do too.
0: It's unfortunate.
1: But this – I mean, Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay is going to be uh, a shit show.
0: Jameis time? Get Jameis back?
1: Know, what are they going to do? they have to draft the QB. Uh, Blaine Gabbert definitely not going to be the, the answer. Maybe Jimmy G goes to Tampa never know. All right.
0: Well, this uh, retirement news got me and you a little nostalgic, and we were thinking about our favorite Tom Brady moments. I came up with my list of three. Um, funny enough, two of them aren't even, like, real moments. They're more like, I don't know. You'll see. But do you have your three? Yep. All right. You want to start off or you want me to?
1: You go, you go first.
0: All right. Number three isn't really a moment, like I was saying. It's not like one moment that like it happened on this day or whatever. But number three, anytime Tom Brady ran out of the tunnel at Gillette Stadium and just ran down the sideline and screamed, let's fucking go to all of Gillette Stadium. Dude, I'm not even on the Pats. Obviously, I'm a Pats fan. He made me want to run through a fucking brick wall every time he said that. That's got to be one of the most famous, just like, Things that like athletes do. I mean, you got LeBron throwing chalk up in the air. That's well known. Tom Brady running out of the tunnel at Gillette Stadium screaming, let's fucking go to all Gillette Stadium has got to be right up there with LeBron throwing chalk. I will miss that more than anything, man. I mean, it was always fantastic seeing him throw for 500 yards, four touchdowns, tear up teams. But just the amount of hype that I got knowing that I was about to sit down and watch four hours of fantastic football when Tom Brady just revved up the crowd and screamed, let's fucking go before they routed the Jets like 60 nothing every single fucking week. Oh, dude, I'm going to miss that. That That's my number three. And, like, I, I know this is kind of cheating. Like, that's not really
1: a moment, but, yep. There you go. I got something similar to that. My third favorite, I mean, I say my three should probably be his Patriots moments, but the fact that he his first year in the NFC, this man goes on the road, on the road, and beats the Saints, who who swept the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that season, swept them. They're in New Orleans against Rowdy in there. against Drew Brees, another Hall of Famer who's having a great season. This man goes on the road. He beats Drew Brees. Then he takes a Florida team to Lambeau, and he beats the number one seed, who Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP season. He beats them on the road, and he ties his NFC championships with Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. He ties the same amount. And he goes and gets his ring. His first year in Tampa. I mean, I thought that was a crazy moment because everybody thought, "Oh, can you do it without Bill?" A top three. Your top three. So let me get this straight. Yes. You have a top
0: three moment. That's not a Pat moment. You know what I'm saying you that's watch how... this man give you yes. six championships. All that he's done for New England, and your number three Tom
1: Brady moment ever is when he beat the Saints as the Bucs. Saints and the Packers on the road. Because listen. Everybody said, "Oh, he's in the AFC. He's playing against uh, the Jets and Buffalo and the Dolphins." Oh, come to the NFC. And this man went on the road. <laughs> that is true. To arguably, first year, two, of the, two of the toughest uh, playoff games. the ones it gets loud in there. Two of the toughest environments. Go, yeah, yeah. And he goes on the road and beats two Hall of Famers. Two Hall, they're lock of Hall of Famers. Not, not just
0: three. two Hall of Famers. No. Two people who. Many would probably put either in their top five QBs of all time or right there, like seven, you know, six, seven, eight. I mean, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, no
1: schmoes, I'll tell you that. In his first season in Tampa, I mean, right there, you couldn't even have a conversation with any of those quarterbacks anymore. The fact that Tom Brady has the same amount of NFC titles as Aaron Rodgers after one season. It was simply astonishing. And then he goes and beats Mahomes and it becomes the first quarterback in team. To ever win a Super Bowl, I mean, I know it was just one season with the Bucs. I should be giving the Patriots moment. That was so insane yeah, to me. Yeah, you should. It was so insane to me that it has to sneak into the third. But third, that's the highest I'm going to get.
0: Number two, Jules, I hope you have this one too. This was maybe the most fun I've had ever watching a playoff game just because of the absolute pure domination. When Tom Brady broke the record in the divisional round, I got the, I got the exact date here January fourteenth two thousand twelve. So this was the same year that they eventually went on to um, lose to the Giants. But when he threw in the snow, may I add you five touchdown passes in the first half against the Denver Broncos. You do you remember this game? He this is when he had Wes Welker. Uh, I think he threw a couple to Deion Branch. This was when Gronk was really starting to emerge. He threw five touchdowns in the first half against the Denver Broncos in Foxborough in the snow, 35-7 lead going into halftime. I mean, imagine watching your team, and they're down 35-7 in the first half in a playoff game. I'm shutting the TV off. I mean, I know we watched the Pats come back from 28-3, and sneak peek, we'll get to that. But being up 35-7 in Foxborough in the snow against the GOAT, I would if I'm a Denver Broncos fan, I'm pissed off. I'm shutting my TV off. This man threw five touchdown passes. That might never happen again. Five touchdown passes in one half. I don't care if it's a playoff game. I don't care if it's a preseason game. I don't care if it's 100 degrees. I don't care if it's snowing. This man did it. Five touchdown passes in one half. And he did it in one of the biggest games of the year, biggest game of the year up to that point, because, you know, divisional round. So up to that point, biggest game of the year. And in the snow. What a game. It just, it, it really just shows how, he kicked into another gear when it was playoff time. You know, you, you can say he only has three league MVPs compared to Peyton's five, and and Aaron Rodgers has three, two, maybe four. Maybe Brady will have four. Tom Brady could give a fuck about the regular season. He he's yeah. a LeBron of the NFL. As as good as they were in the regular season, the, the amount of 13 and three finishes, twelve and four finishes that we've had, the obviously the 16-0 finish. This man became a demon when it was playoff time. And this is the best example that I could that. I can remember of him really just being an absolute monster. Five touchdown passes in one half against a Denver Broncos defense that was really good. So sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. I just missed Tom. I please don't retire. Please don't retire, Tom. Give us one more year. I got I gotta I gotta relive it one more time. But that's what I got. All right.
1: Well we're gonna have to we're gonna have to let's see if you remember this moment. I think we watch this game together. If I'm correct. 2019, the New England Patriots were 11 five. They finished 11 five in 2019, and in first was the Kansas City Chiefs, 12 and four. The emergence of Patrick, yes, we were Mahomes. watching this game together. Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP, and you're like, oh, this kid could be the next. He's me. He's no, not me. I'm just saying it in general, everybody's like, wow. I mean, this team. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could be the next. He won MVP basically his rookie year, first year starting. And we go to the AFC Championship game. Tom Brady on the road goes into overtime. Right, the game goes into overtime, and this man converts three straight third and tens. I mean, I mean, these were was that an OT here in the fourth? I, I think it was an OT. Okay. I put, I'm gonna
0: take it right now. Right, I do remember him completing like. Yes, I think I think two of them went to Edelman, one went to Gronk, maybe the other way yes, around. Yes, that
1: one throw on the sidelines to Gronk. I mean, third and 10. I mean, right there, it's an overtime. So you're screwed right there. And I was like, oh my God, third and 10 again. And this man, like even Aiden and Michael, like cheering, oh, third and 10, let's go. This man did three straight conversions on third and 10. I mean, to to Edelman, to, to Gronk, it was so classic. To, I need to, to watch every single room.
0: pass game with Michael. Because exactly. I watched... I watched the Seahawks Super Bowl with Michael. I watched the Falcons Super Bowl with Michael. And I watched that AFC championship game with Michael. And there is nothing better than watching the depression fall over his face when he yeah. knows that the Pats did it again. Tom Brady did it again. When I D Ford be- was offsides, and we yes. got the ball in overtime and we won, the depression that went over in ate Michael's face will forever be plastered in my mind. I will never forget that
1: day. I could not believe it. I'm like, oh, third down, 10. Here we go. It's over. It's over. And this man did not let me down on three straight third downs. And you think Tom Brady was getting the ball and not putting that game to bed in overtime? Get out of here. That game was over. Away in Kansas City. Who thought Mahomes was a new buck. And he says, I'm still here. Tom Brady, I'm still here. And right now, I'm telling you right now, I took that season for granted. Because they won a Super Bowl a year against uh, the Rams. And we were watching that at your house. And I was like, oh, I mean, I was happy. But I was like, oh, another one? Like, that's too easy. Six. But that, I took that day for granted. And it, uh, it'll haunt me for now because I don't know the next time we're going to win one. But I just took it for granted. I should have been screaming. I'm like, that's a goat right there. And I took it for revenge I thought, oh, we'll just be here next year. We'll be here next year. Because that's how good Tom Brady was. He made he made us think championships were normal. And that's why that 2019 moment, it's a, it just it was, it was a, per- that should have been the end of this Patriots career right there because that Tennessee game haunts my mind. But that right there, I remember that as the last defining moment as a Patriot was going on the road, beating Kansas City, and then winning the championship. Well, I took it for granted. Cole, you, you you kind of took it for granted too, right? Like you me and like Connor talk about this way. all the time. Me and Connor talk about me, this all dude. the time. This I'm like, was when's uh, next time we're gonna get that.
0: This was this was before I was a uh, committed D one athlete. So you know, I was I was back in my sports betting days back then. Won't lie. And uh, me and Connor went to Twin River. Uh, you only have to be eighteen in Rhode Island. And we each placed like a last second bet the Pat spread or the Pat's money line to win the Super Bowl. And me and Connor, I remember vividly, there was like 30 seconds left in the game. All we had to do was kneel the ball and me and Connor are looking at each other and we're like, damn, we just won like 50 bucks. We were talking about the money that we won instead of the fact that the just won the Super Bowl. And I think what you said earlier perfectly sums up what Tom Brady meant to New England. He never let us down. Nope. The man just went out there and consistently performed every single week. Even when we lost, he was always a leader. He always took the loss graciously. He always said, we're going to be back here next year. We're going to keep working hard. He made winning seem like it was just a thing that happens in New England. And yep. he never let us down. Even the games that we lost, you couldn't be mad at Tom. He always gave I mean, it his all. Eagles
1: football, he, he threw for like four, 400 and something yards. 501. 501. Exact. He did and a wall. catch though.
0: But still, he dropped that he catch, made- and I still don't hold it against him. He, he still, still didn't let me down. I, I can't
1: be mad. You can't, you can't be mad. You Tom can't. Really. He still didn't let
0: me down. That's the thing. That was you the perfect like thing to say. He did not let you down. Even the games we lost, he was a gracious leader, great guy, and made you believe that they were going to be there the next year. And the craziest part was they always were there the next year.
1: We took it for granted. I took it for granted. That year. That year, I took it for granted.
0: All right. My number one Tom Brady moment. It better be yours. 28-3. That's all I got to say. Does there, does, I think everyone knows what I'm going to say right there. 28-3. The greatest I'm, comeback in Super Bowl, in sports history. I I'm at I remember. I remember at halftime. I don't think it was 28-3 at halftime yet. I think maybe it was 25-3, 21-3. Yeah, they, it was. Uh, they, it
1: was. They, the Falcons came out in the third quarter, and their first drive was a touchdown. You're like, oh, it's
0: over. It's I just I, I remember at halftime like playing ping pong in my basement. And we I was like, damn, like I can't believe we fucking lost this one, dude. Like this fucking sucks. We just lost the uh um Eagles I mean, last year. We just lost two Super Bowls in a row. Like, damn, are we ever gonna like figure it out? And I have never been that anyone who knows me knows the Red Sox are my favorite team and it's really not even close. But I have never been more hyped in a single sports moment in my life than when the, Tom Brady came back and won that Super Bowl for us. When we won in overtime, I have never screamed like a little girl. I've never felt like more of a kid than in that moment in my entire life. Even when the Red Sox won it in 18, even when the Red Sox won it in 13 and 07, all the, all the joy that the Red Sox have given me in my life. You know, I went to the wild card game this year against the Yankees. I have never sounded like a five-year-old kid in a candy store more in my life than when Tom Brady just, came back Just and
1: won just a game. That that was more than a game right there. That was like, that was like, you can't even describe the moment. That 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 is like, you
0: could not tell me Tom Brady like, even before that game, really it was like okay Tom Brady's a goat probably. I mean he's got all these accolades, but you know people were still talking about Joe Montana. You know people throw around Marino, Rogers, all these names. When Tom Brady won that game, you could not. If you walked in anywhere and told me Tom Brady wasn't the goat, I would just laugh in your face.
1: I mean, 28-3. Number one moment. Is that yours? Not, it was gonna be mine, but I'll do something different for mine right, too. Because, right. but uh, I'm mad at myself for not live betting that. I should, I have been like, you know, we got time, Brady. The live bet, the live bet. When they you even, that- were you even betting back then? Could you even live bet? I don't know, but I think I mean we three. were like seventeen because
0: I remember being eighteen for the Rams Super Bowl. And that was the, the year. Tuesday, no, we didn't. No, that was uh oh, that was before the uh, Eagles Super Bowl. We were like sixteen. Right, because yep. they, they beat the Falcons, then lost to the Eagles, then beat the Rams. So we were I like remember, sixteen. You definitely wouldn't have been live betting any bet when you were sixteen.
1: I remember in physics class. I was watching like me and Adam Khalise just sat next to each other. Like this is the day after we just watched the highlights of the game again. And we were just like in pure all. Like you just couldn't I, stop I watching. Still highlights.
0: Find, if I'm sad, I still find myself watching that game. That is the biggest
1: pick me up highlights that I can ever watch. And I'll never forget Muhammad Sunu was on the sidelines when it was twenty eight to three. Uh-huh. He's like and he said, I think he said, uh, uh dude, uh, like, like everybody else is kind of like already celebrating basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, that's Tom Brady on the sidelines. And I was like, if he was... Because head- it was like, one, of his, was, other, like, next one year, of his other teammates. Like, Come on, dude.
0: One of his other teammates came up to him and was like talking all this shit. And like, he was like, yeah, like, bro, we're like, 23, whoa. bro, this is the Super Bowl. And Muhammad is standing there with his helmet in his hand while his teammate is like chat- chatting up. And he goes, bro, Tom Brady's on that other sideline. And like the, the other, I, I forget who the other teammate was, but he was like, no, yeah, I know, like, we haven't won yeah. it yet. We haven't won it yet, bro, but, like, come on, bro, we're up 28-3 and Mohamed Sanu was, like, Tom Brady's on came the down. sideline, bro.
1: Remember that? The uh, owner came down at halftime, remember that? No. Well, the owner of the Falcons came down at halftime, ready to celebrate. Because, And then, especially when they scored in the third quarter, and
0: then, boom. Then the most most legendary tweet of all time, 15 more minutes, rise up, or whatever, like, hashtag rise up, whatever. It was a picture of Matt Ryan yep. with a score twenty-eight 28-9. Yeah, you look like clowns now.
1: I mean, the Falcons will be forever, forever memed on that twenty-eight to three score. I mean, they made they made flags, they made photo, they made shirts, they made everything. I don't,
0: I don't care if the Falcons win three Super Bowls in a row. That 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 will have to for always, like, make people in Atlanta just want to puke.
1: Actually, I don't care how much success they have imagine. for the rest of their life. If that happened to us. I, I could I'd be so sick to my stomach. I couldn't even imagine being a fan of a team that did that. Like I would, I would be disgusted. Here's the craziest
0: part. I, I, as we've been saying, I wasn't. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say when we were up 28 to three, I, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I still feel good about this game. I, I think we still got a chance. But we when would, it was like feel good about when, when it was like 28 to 12, and I started doing the math, and I was like, it's a two touchdown game, two point in the fourth quarter. I was like, you know, it's not, it's not over yet. I mean, we're, we probably won't win, but it's not over yet. And then when we score the touchdown, the two-point conversion, is 28 to 20 with like nine minutes left. I was like, don't let us score again. Do not let it was us over score again. The second it was 28-28, you,
1: you knew it was over.
0: You knew the Falcons, even if the Falcons got three
1: possessions in overtime, yeah. they weren't scoring shit. They yeah. were rattled. And I thought it was over. Because remember, that I think it was like, they were down by one touchdown. Yeah. They were coming down to the end. And Matt Ryan throws the Julio Jones, makes that catch. I'm like, oh, it was like third down, I think, and they he had a huge conversion. I was like, that was being compared.
0: That was that catch was being compared to helmet catch, Mario Manningham catch, uh, Jermaine Curse catch, or the Jermaine Curse catch. Yeah, they did it again.
1: The Patriots always get screwed by a great catch again, again. Julio does that, and then Hightower. I mean, he makes a play of a lifetime, strip sack. I think think that was before.
0: I think, they, I think they, they they, just got, like, two straight sacks. I think it was oh, Hightower. Took, I got sack. No, wait. But they, k- they put him out of, field, out goal of range. field goal. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. They sacked him, like, twice. Matt Ryan held on to the ball for That's two. That's one thing. Right that
1: Matt Ryan must be haunting his mind. I mean, if field the field goal puts, puts the yeah. game away. Yeah. yeah. The, the MVP. There. Yeah.
0: We, we no. should take that MVP away. And just Matt Ryan, just after that game, should have taken the MVP out of his trophy case and handed it to Tom Brady. Because really Tom two- Brady should have won it anyways. And after that game, he definitely should have won it.
1: There's only really two things that you could not do. Take a sack or throw an interception. And how do you take a sack in that situation? I don't care if you're going to throw it 50 yards like out of the sideline. How do you take a sack in that situation? Well, but that would be again, intentional grounding. But he was close
0: enough to the end zone where you just ream that yeah, thing through exactly. a field goal
1: post. Especially during the moment. But that was a brain-dead move by Matt Ryan. But He
0: got sacked twice, though, I think. I think he got sacked in two one.
1: straight plays. That wasn't going be my number one. But... I'll change it up a little bit. This is probably the most, this is probably when I, this is when I first started watching NFL. Like this was when I first like got into it. It's like what I first remember was, and this is why Tom Brady's the best because my first remembering Tom Brady was the New England Patriots absolutely dominating every team in sight in 2007. I mean, read this stat. New England opened the season with eight straight victories I can't talk of, about this. of 17 plus points. Just think about that. Eight straight victories of 17-plus. I can't talk about and they sc- this. And he scored 34 points each game, minimum of 34 points. I mean, they were playing pitch and catch out there. I mean, Randy Moss, it was like – like, it was actually a Madden. If you – you create a character in Madden and you create a quarterback, that's what it looked like. And people will not appreciate that. He was making one-hand catches against Darrell Revis. I mean, when they played, when they played the Jets-Miami or, or Buffalo that season, Randy Moss had a field day. I'll never forget, it was a Monday night. They are playing the Ravens. And this was pretty deep into the season. And the game was going really late. And I was so upset because the Ravens were beating the Patriots all game. It was in Baltimore the whole game. And uh, I'm like, oh, the undefeated season going to go. Like, I was crying. I'm, I mom was like, come oh, on, get to go to bed. And all I remember is Tom Brady throwing a pass to Jabar Gaffney. Jabar Gaffney. Let me repeat this to you. It wasn't Randy Moss. It wasn't Wes Walker. It wasn't uh, Dante Stalwart. It was Jabar Gaffney. Wes Walker Batman. wasn't on the team yet. In the yes, he was, was.
0: It in 07. Yeah, yeah, he was. Sorry,
1: and then he finds Jabbar Gaffney in the back of the end zone on Monday Night Football to win the game. And I'm like, this dude's the goat, and we, we eventually won the field until it's Super well, but we're not gonna talk about that. But that right we should there, have lost.
0: Like, I, I will forever hold on to that. We should have lost one game. We should, I, if we go 15 to one, if we go 15 and one, we beat
1: the Giants. We played the Giants at the end of the season, it was the last game of the season, too,
0: and they almost beat us.
1: And they always beat us, and Tom Brady, he finds Randy Moss on deep play. I mean, watching Randy Moss and Brady that season will, it will forever engrave in my mind. That's the most fun I had watching the NFL. I mean, it was pitch and catch. It was like, imagine if they stick together for more than well one year and then got Tom Brady, I mean, uh, Tom Brady tore his uh, meniscus, wherever it was, career uh, season-ending injury, first game of the season. And I was like, imagine if we had more of that. But that one season, I'm telling you, that was something special. They broke the record for the most touchdown. Tom before Peyton Manning broke it again. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady broke every record that year. I mean, they went 60 to 0. For Christ's sakes, that was the most fun. I yeah, had I
0: think fun. he was the first QB to ever throw 50 touchdowns in a season. I think that was the first time ever. And then and Randy Peyton, ended, Peyton ended up breaking it. And I think Mahomes his first year didn't break. He didn't break Peyton's record, but I think he threw like 52 or 53. But that was touchdowns. before that. That was I mean that was back before Mahomes is, um, had 52 touchdowns whatever it was that year but he also has the benefit of playing in the league now where it's much more pass heavy very much more creative a lot more movement in the line scrimmage a lot more getting balls into playmakers hands it used to be when Brady was in 07 playing it was still kind of like a a round uh, a run ground and pound game I mean it was getting a little bit more towards like a QB game Um, but Brady throwing 50 touchdown passes that season was like the craziest thing anyone had ever seen. I do remember and,
1: that. And Randy Moss, to this day, has a record of 23 touchdowns. That will never season. be broken. 23 the, touchdowns. Think about the and, season Cup about that, had this 16 year. Games, 16 think about games.
0: The, think, about, think about the season Cup had this year. And he had, what, 15? Twenty-three he was touchdowns. shy and had an extra game.
1: I, I don't know if that record will ever be broken. That's why. That, that's, that, that, that's one of my favorite moments. It is my favorite moment, besides, obviously, the comebacks in the Super Bowl. But If we would have won that year, I would. I think I would trade in. I would trade in two for that year. I really think I would. What two? The Panthers one. I don't really remember that one. Obviously, I'd probably do the Panthers one and give the Seahawks. No, that that not, we can't. We Come publish, on, that. we can't give them that one. The Rams one. Give them the Rams one. That, no, uh, not that one either. Not the first no. one. Not the first one. I know. Which, you have to. Tom Brady needs the first one because they beat the great show on turf. It would have to be the Panthers and the Eagles. Let Terrell Owens get a ring because then Terrell Owens have a ring on a broken leg, and he'd he'd be he'd have his own ring and give it to the Eagles.
0: Give him the Eagles and that Carolina one. You want the Eagles to beat us twice and the Giants to beat us twice? Or I guess if we get that ring, the Giants only beat us once.
1: Yeah, but that they always say
0: that's the greatest season ever.
1: If that would end. It, there would be no. Argument. I don't
0: know if I would trade two for one. I would. I would trade one for one. But six is different than five.
1: Which one would you trade? I'll trade give him the
0: Panthers one. one. Yeah. I'd give the Panthers one for this the nineteen 0 season. But I don't know if I'm trading too. Six is way different than five. If we have five, we're still behind the Steelers in terms of overall Super Bowls. And I cannot stand being behind the Steelers in anything.
1: But, that was just, but if you go, if you go,
0: I couldn't put that one in my top three and jewels. And now, I couldn't you do go it.
1: You go 19-0. That would never be broken. That would have never been broken.
0: There's, there's, there's two things I think of in that season. I think of the pure joy, as you talked about, every Sunday, watching the patches rip apart teams. It, I mean,
1: it, it wasn't, wasn't even close. Close.
0: And then just the astronomical pain that I felt in the Super Bowl. And unfortunately, that pain is just too much for me to make that like a top three or top five moment.
1: And so many studs in that defense, dude. Oh, my goodness. How do we lose? Oh. Anyways. What? Brady. Great, moment. Great season.
0: Brady, if this is the end of the road, thank you. We love you. Come back to Foxborough. You're forever entangled with us. All the people, if you if you put on your Instagram story the picture of the half jersey, half bucks, half half patriots, that edit, hang yourself. Sorry, that that, that that's sorry. That, that that was a little strong. <laughs> Delete your Instagram account and never go on it again. I don't. I, the bucks, okay, he won a Super Bowl with them. That was a vacation trip for him. He's a Pat, okay. He's a New Englander. None none of this half Pat, half Bucks jersey bullshit. He's a Pat. He's going in in the Hall of Fame wearing a Pat's jersey. If you put... did You You probably were one of the people that put that one up on his story. Nope. Delete your account then, Jules.
1: Nope. I
0: went He's a Pat. Patriots. He's a Pat. So, Tom, if this is the end of the road, thank you. These were our top three moments. Really top six because we had different moments. But there could be...
1: I could 100. have five, more. I could there have could five be, more. There could
0: be a top 100 list. Tom, every single Sunday was a pleasure watching you play. So... Enough uh, enough. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start crying soon So enough of that As we talked about on Saturday When the news broke That Tom Brady was retiring We got hit with Fuck the blizzard of 76 We got the blizzard, blizzard of 22, 22 baby I was and, just
1: I, I just got done sho- Today is what? Today is Today is <laughs> Monday, January 31st And I had to go shovel out Still I had to go shovel out My grandparent's car Jules when I, when mean, I was with Two feet of snow
0: Jules when I was in Boston yesterday we uh we drove past a couple cars that literally if they wanted to leave, they couldn't. They they could not have left. Their whole like the the whole area around their car was like four feet up, and th- there was one car that the only reason why we knew the car was there was because the snow was like eight feet high, but you couldn't see any part of the car. Like literally, you could not see the, like I'm not even kidding. But you knew there was a car there because it was just like a nine foot mound and like it had the shape of a car, but you could not see it. Um, you should see- unfortunately, Hartford, where I am at school, I woke up from school and looked out the window expecting to see two feet of snow, and I was very disappointed. We got probably how much you get? We got probably four or five inches. Not kidding. Because the, all the snow was on like the east shoreline, and Hartford's like middle of Connecticut towards the west. So we didn't get as much as you guys did. But my yeah, parents you know, were telling me, all of you guys were telling me, you guys got slammed.
1: We got slammed. And I mean, I went to the, uh, the same as many common people. I went to the Providence versus Marquette game on Sunday. It was originally supposed to be Saturday for one Sunday. And trying to get to the game, dude, like Providence is so bad at shoveling. So you were walking in the middle of the street. Every city. The snow was that high. It's unbelievable. It, was, it, was it makes sense. Everything was covered in snow. But uh, that makes us to so our topic. The best, worst weather games of all time.
0: You started off this time. I started off with Tom Brady.
1: Tom, Speaking of Tom Brady, that's where I'm going with my first game. This, let me get the year right here. October 18, 2009. It's The Patriots are taking on the Tennessee Titans, but they were wearing their Houston Oilers game. And this was kind of a shock snow. I remember, like, in 2009, like, we were supposed to get some snow, but then it started coming down. Like, it was a blizzard. And the Patriots embarrassed the Titans. I mean, remember that? Do you remember this game? 59 to nothing, the Patriots beat the Titans in those red uniforms in the snow. I mean, uh, Wes Walker was making snow angels when they were scoring touchdowns. Tom Brady threw six touchdowns as they beat the Titans, 59 to nothing in the snow. I mean, it was a blizzard. And that game was just absolutely insane. People making snow angels. All the fans are throwing up snowballs. I mean, that was just Gillette. That's just Gillette Patriots football right there. It was a perfect moment. And I love snow games, and that one was just – and the fact that the Patriots won 59 nothing, you think it would be tough to score and throw the ball. Tom Brady threw six touchdowns in a blizzard. It was coming down, and this man was still airing it out. That's one of my favorite bad weather games, snow games, and it has to be my top three.
0: I went a little bit of a different route here. Um, there's been so many bad weather. I mean, even the one that I brought up for number two Tom Brady moment, um, the five passing touchdowns in, in the snow in the first half. There's just been so many, like, great Pats games and bad weather um, that I decided not to go with, like, my personal favorite, but just, like, the craziest weather games that I can somewhat. I mean, the first one I wasn't alive for, so not remember, but just, like, what I've heard of. And actually, the first one technically isn't a game. Jules, I don't know if you've heard of this. 1989 World Series. You know what happened? Was there was there a fog? Was there no what in 1989 in San Francisco? It's the I think what game was it? It was game two or three, maybe. I forget exactly what game it was, but right before the game started. It's uh at San Francisco. It's the World Series between the Athletics and the Giants, a California World Series. And Right before first pitch, a massive, like, scale. I don't even know. I, forget, I don't know what the scale for hur- or earthquakes are. A massive hurricane struck the city of San Francisco, like, really bad. Like, the whole place was shaking. The whole place was rattling. TV lost connection. The screens just, like, went black. Um, they they went to the live feed after they finally got it back. And, like, the city of San Francisco was, like, destroyed. Like there's bridges that fell, all this destruction. The roads were just, like, ripped apart. All these buildings had fallen. Luckily, no one. I don't think anyone in the stadium was hurt. I could be wrong. Um, obviously, this was 1989, so I don't know everything that happened. Um, but I have seen, like, they're doing, like, the World Series introduction stuff. And it's like, you know, welcome to San Francisco, game two of the World Series, blah, blah, blah. And they're doing all this talking. And then all of a sudden, the camera just starts shaking. And then it starts shaking wilder. And then it just goes black. And then five minutes later, they come back on, and all of San Francisco is just fucked, like completely destroyed. They postponed the uh, World Series for at least a couple days, could have been longer, maybe a week. Um, and then I'm pretty sure the. Lockdown.
1: Anything is possible. Turn me up an Sounds right. Yeah all
0: right well we got a little disrupted there uh don't know what happened a little bit of technical difficulties but um going back to what i was saying yeah just finishing up on the world series earthquake rocks san francisco postpone the world series I mean, I've never seen anything like that, like an an earthquake or like a a hurricane or a tornado, anything like that. Just like, you know, you see bad rain games, you see bad snow games, an earthquake postponing one of the biggest games of the year, the World Series. Um, That's crazy. I wasn't alive for it, obviously, like I said, but that's got to be top three. I mean, that's you you might never see anything like that
1: ever again. I agree. I mean, if that happened today, I mean. Social media would blow up. That would be everywhere. I mean, nothing's even came close to that, right? Have we ever had bad weather like that before? I mean, that's not even... I mean, I guess that's bad weather. That's,
0: that's just like a natural recording? disaster. Is not what that's called.
1: <laughs> is it recording? Yeah. Oh, shit. No. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it's a natural disaster. Like, that'd be like... there would be like a tornado, like, happening, like, during the Kansas City. The Bengals versus the uh, Chiefs game. 20, like ripping apart the city mid game. Like, if that happened today, it would be unreal. I only
0: put that three because I wasn't alive for it. Um, but that's probably that I mean, that's got to be the wildest one ever. An earthquake postpones the world series, destroys an entire city that the world series is being played in. And the fact that they caught it all like on camera, I mean, obviously it went black, but the fact that you saw the start of it and the camera shaking, that's must have been crazy to imagine watching the world series and the screen just goes black. You're probably like, What the fuck? and I mean, this is decades before social media. You couldn't just look on Twitter and be like, oh, you know, earthquake in San Francisco. You had to like wait and see what the fuck was happening.
1: Exactly. Wild. All right. For my second game, I mean, this, this game is not really iconic for its moment, but it's uh, it was bad weather. It was cold weather. We're talking about the wild card game. I think you remember this game. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks. So let me see. The temperature was minus six degrees Fahrenheit. And this was this was uh when uh, Minnesota was playing, was building their new stadium, their brand new stadium, and they were playing at the uh, the Minnesota Gophers College Stadium. So it's already in, in, in outdoors, and we know it's cold against Minnesota. So they're playing at the Minnesota Gopher Stadium and Russell Wilson. And it's negative and at, win, at wind at Windshield, it was calculated minus minus 25. So negative 25 degrees windshield. It was the third-coldest game in NFL history. And, obviously, both teams were struggling. Teddy Bridgewater was struggling. And, but it came down to the wire. And Blair Walsh, you remember it cool?
0: I mean, cool? This can is you when Blair Walsh this? misses the, the like, 22-yard field goal.
1: <laughs> Blair Walsh has just missed one of his 33 career kicks inside of 30 yards. This is, this is a chip shot.
0: No, this I is mean, shorter than a PAT. Like this, this is, is this is the definition of like I honestly I mean maybe not in the moment like uh, the the magnitude of it but if you put me in that exact spot I think you're kicking that I think I, I, I think I'm hitting that. that honestly and I don't so know the, if I can even kick a football and through a field goal post
1: I could probably kick that it's probably the worst choke I mean it's a 27 yard field goal attempt it, the score is 10-9 and there's 26 seconds left and Blair Walsh misses I don't know <sighs> if this is the Super that
0: year too. That might be the year they went and just demolished the the Broncos.
1: I think it was, but they're on the road. Minnesota's at home. I mean, when's the last time Minnesota went no. before this? What? What year was this? It wasn't in Seattle. No, it was in Minnesota. Remember?
0: I I thought I remember the the stadium going crazy, but maybe not. Maybe I just remember this. I remember the Seahawks going obviously like r- yes. ridiculously crazy. Maybe I just confused that with the Seahawks crowd.
1: And yes, it was minus twenty five. But still, you have to make this field goal. Minus twenty-five. I
0: don't give a fuck how cold it is.
1: <laughs> minus
0: twenty-five, minus one hundred. I could, I could freeze your leg for the entire game. You better you go out there and hit a twenty.
1: You're getting paid to hit a twenty-seven-yard field goal to win the game. And Teddy, I mean Teddy Bridgewater, that would That was like in early in his career when like people actually thought he was gonna be good. I mean he's before he tore his ACL. Yeah, he was balling. The Vikings about to get a playoff went over the Seahawks. And Blair Walsh chokes. I mean, that's the biggest choke I've ever seen. Before. But That's on the story of the Vikings fans. Vikings, that's right there. Blair Walsh misses it. And they lose a home playoff game to the Seahawks in minus 25. I don't know if the way. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. But still, like you said, I mean, you should be able just to swing your swing. your. I don't care if your foot's frozen. Just swing. It, and it could have toe-poked that in from 26, 7 yards. I mean, if you're in the NFL and forever he was me. You're in high school.
0: You're hitting the 27-yard field goal.
1: Exactly. And that's, that's a good one.
0: I like that one. I do remember that. I mean, I, I remember that game more for the Blair Walsh mission than the weather. But yeah,
1: third coolest game in NFL history. Pretty crazy.
0: Uh, number two, Tuck rule. Of course. I mean, course. it literally it literally changed the course of Patriots history. Possibly. I mean, I mean, we ended knows? up we ended up winning our first Super Bowl ever later that year. Um, certainly changed the Raiders franchise forever don't think they've won since
1: change the rule book forever
0: and it, cha- it, it changed the nfl forever the tuck rule was a real thing back then so everyone likes to like say that tom brady has the reps in his pocket and that that was a bullshit call no that was the right call it might have been a bullshit rule and it, it was uh later taken out of the rule book as it should be because it is a bullshit rule but at the time it was a rule and the refs call the rules. That's what their job is. And that's what they did. They made the correct call. Yeah, it might have absolutely fucked over the Oakland Raiders and it changed NFL forever because they got they took that rule out of the rule book. But that granted the Tuck rule was what everyone was talking about, but that game talked about a blizzard. That's another blizzard right there.
1: That was bad. I mean
0: I mean, w- wasn't that the game see- that Adam Vinatieri, like when he kicks the game, when he field goal, he had to, like, shovel snow out of the way, basically. I mean, he didn't get a shovel, but, like, he's on his hands and knees, like, getting, like, six inches of snow out of the way so that he can actually, like, kick the ball.
1: That's the old Foxborough Stadium, too. That's yeah, it so was. that
0: was that was a blizzard. Obviously, it's known way if, more for the
1: tuck If roll, Vinatieri, if Vinatieri it, can hit that, if Vinatieri can hit that, I hope they wash No it. No excuse. No well, Vinatieri's a goat. I mean, that, that kick right there.
0: That right kick right there and the kick that he had... Later, literally the next, maybe the next game. I don't think, no, that was the divisional round. So two games later in the Super Bowl when he won it for us, single-handedly makes him a goat. Then he did it again and won the Super Bowl again uh two years later with the kick. goat.
1: Without a doubt, the most clutch kicker in NFL history. Not even like, close. Not even if close. you argue you anyone else, you're brain dead. Although, although this kid from Cincinnati has something, this kid from Cincinnati has something with, this kid from Cincinnati's got something. I will agree you. he is electric, he got, but let's got, not compare him to Benatar yet. Yes, we're not we're not mentioning the same ball. Obviously, it's his rookie season, but this kid this kid's got some balls, man. I mean, he stepped up and he's he's hitting field goals left and right. We'll see what happens. But back to that, yeah, it was a crazy game. That's a good one, Cole. I mean, that would probably be my number one. But uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna switch uh ball games here. I'm gonna go into usually a game that I mean I love playing soccer in the rain. And in the snow, but this is called the snow classico. This is when the United States took on Costa Rica. And the United States, you know, we're struggling here to qualify the Road Club. We just lost the opening game. But we're back here. The game was held at Dick's Sporting Goods Park in Colorado. And I'm telling you, it was a blizzard. I mean, the referee, the referee was covered in snow, like his beard, his face. And they're playing Costa Rica. Obviously, Costa Rica. They had to buy winter jackets for the game. They had no winter jackets or anything. So they come from, from Costa Rica. They're, uh, they're used to warm weather. So they, they were not prepared for this at all. And even, it was a huge controversy. They should call the game off. They should call the game off. But the game went ahead, and the United States had a blast. The one goal was scored by Clint Dempsey. I mean, I'll never forget that moment. Sure. It was insane. And just, uh, that moment right there, because single-handedly got us to the 12, 2014 World Cup. That was a huge game. and I mean, it was absolute blizzard. And the fact that the Costa Rican players are complaining, we're not used to the weather. I mean, that's what home field advantage is. What's the point of having a home field advantage if we're just going to stop a game for some snow? They weren't ready. The U.S. was ready. And I think it's, it was a great game, and it's one of the most famous uh, snow soccer games around called Snow Classico, and it was electric. I couldn't imagine being in the crowd that day, throwing snowballs, and it was an electric moment. One of my favorite bad weather games ever. And the fact that, that some teams, like, it's an advantage. Sorry, are we, talking an about, advantage.
0: are we talking about soccer right now? Sorry. Just woke up from a nap.
1: See, Cole, I'm telling you, you would appreciate this game. It was unreal. And Clint Dempsey, some people would say his goat, he comes in clutch and scores a game-winning goal.
0: All right, back to a real sport. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I love how I shit on soccer so much, and I, I, it was literally like probably my favorite sport to play growing up, and I literally played it throughout high school. And me and you literally met on the high school soccer team. So I just gave it a hard time. At this point, because it's funny and you guys like it so much, um, but back to the NFL, Jules. Please don't kill me for this one. I'm going. I'm going. Bills pass game this year. What number one? Bills pass game first one this year, 2021. No, you're not. No, yeah, you're yeah. Not. That's and your number because, one only because. Okay, I get the earthquake. Probably wilder than that. Tuck rule game, way more infamous. Way more wild, but you might never see a game like that ever again. You know, you get snow games and you get wild stuff that happens in snow games, but you don't get snow games mixed with 50 mile an hour winds and return men, gunner, or uh, or I don't even know how to say his last name, gunner, or or Lesky, or or Lofsky, whatever his last name is, pregame standing at the 50-yard line and throwing the ball straight up in the air and runs backward 20 yards to the 30-yard line to field it because the wind's carrying it that hard. You see a kicker kicking a 30-yard field goal t- during warm-ups, and it literally goes straight towards the middle and then just hooks all the way right, like, basically into the stands. You will kickoff, never see anything kickoff like that. Again.
1: like, the third deck, the wind was up. When you were kicking with the wind, the kickoff when like, Yeah, the kickoff, like, and yeah, the kickoff to stadium. start the
0: game literally went, like, out of the stadium. You will you will never see a game like that again, mixed with the fact that the Pats won a game with Mac Jones going two for three passing, one of them being a screen pass, the other one being just a miraculous catch by Jonathan Smith. They won the game just running ball. You will never – that is just the craziest game in terms of, like, the way the, the Pats decided to play it and win that game, and just the mixture of the wind and the snow. I mean – you
1: were ever going to bet the under on a game, if you were ever going to put your life savings on an under – it was that game. If he, what was the score that game? Wasn't it like fucking – I don't think it went over 24. What was it? The Pats the scored
0: one touchdown, right? Damian Harris scored the touchdown. Yep. And then somehow we got two field goals, I think. What was it, 13-7, 13-10? I'm
1: checking it right now. It was 14-10. That was the score of the game. So, 24.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's right. We, t- we kicked two field goals, and then the seven extra point, we went for a field goal. And
1: then Josh They're, Allen.
0: Two-point conversion. You have to
1: admit, I didn't even appreciate this. Josh Allen was firing. He was still firing. He was still throwing cannons in the weather.
0: He's has a cannon.
1: But throwing against that win, it was insane. I remember before the game, everybody's like, to be honest, I think you can't call that game. Like, n- never going to call a game because of win in the NFL. But if you were ever going to call a game, dude, like, you actually could not play football in that game. Like, that was ridiculous.
0: No, you had to play. Yeah, to play rugby. That's how yep. the Pats one. That's 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 why it's number one, probably. I mean, a lot of it probably has to do with it being fresh in my mind. But the wind, the way the wind just completely dictated how the game was going to be played, I've never seen weather play such a big factor in a game, other than I mean, wh- the World Series when literally it stopped the World Series from being played.
1: It, the, the Pats took advantage. We have to let's talk about adjusting. You have to admit, I give Belichick a hard time, but. He, he he knows the for whatever reason that was a great adjustment. The bills weren't ready. I mean the bills were at home, and the patriots were more ready for the weather than the bills. yep okay, great game. It was crazy.
0: Now we got two segments left, two segments that we do every single week, everyone's favorite, the first one being the conspiracy theory. Jules did we decide whether we were we are we doing chem what what are we doing we or no was it?
1: Oh, global warming.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh no, dude! Listen, I want to get canceled, dude. I'm gonna come to get canceled because of you. I'm gonna come I, and say this what, first. You
1: know what? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's how. That's how we're gonna start this. Global warming. Jules, go. I, he hasn't I'm even told come, me what he's gonna say. He started talking, and I said, "Save it." Because this is one thing I that, need your stupidity first. I need it. I need the reaction of your stupidity to be on record.
1: This is one thing that. All right. Obviously, I believe in some parts global warming. Yes, I do. Actually, I don't even so, call it global warming. I'm gonna say climate change. I think there's climate change, yes. But global warming, let me tell you this. So we when did we start first hearing about global warming? This was during uh, well when I first heard when I start first hearing about it was during Obama's uh presidency. And he said, Oh, the sea level are rising, all these all these places gonna, that are on the coast are gonna fall apart. I mean, are gonna be uh completely drowned out. The world is going to take over but yet what, what what does obama do he buys a mansion on block island he buys a mansion on block island if you block island is literally an island okay what if you if you thought global warming is true why would you invest so much money into a, a mansion on an island why would you do it if you believe so much that the water he doesn't think rising. the
0: water level is going to just rise in the next fucking five years and wipe out Block Island. That's not how global warming works. Yes. He can, he's allowed to buy a fucking mansion, dude. What Wait, you, he has you? a mansion on Block Island? He does. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Have you? Well, let me see. What I, know I, it. Taylor, I know Taylor Swift has... No. Is it on Block Island or is it in Newport? Either way, I know Taylor Swift has one near there. Dude, that proves literally nothing. That... that that is one of the dumbest arguments to global warming oh, it, I've ever Martha's heard in my Vineyard.
1: life. Martha's Vineyard.
0: That is one of the How? stupidest, like, at least some people try and come out and, like, come with facts. How? Dude, you're saying because Obama bought a fucking mansion in Block Island or Martha's that's, Vineyard that he doesn't believe that's in global, that's global warming? The, listen, that's that is first
1: crazy. Listen, that's my first point. I'm going to keep going. I'm just saying. This, this man's not allowed it.
0: Dude, he's probably going to sell it in 10 years. Global warming doesn't just mean, like... Oh, the world's heating up, and all the fucking icebergs are just gonna melt now, and everything's gonna get wiped away. That's not that's what, what that they,
1: means. That's that's what they're making it seem like.
0: Like we have like no, they're making like, it seem like we need to start paying attention to it now, so shit like that doesn't happen like 100, 200 years from now, because that's the track that
1: we're going on. No, so you think it's global warming? I believe in climate change. Have you not experienced? First of all, you know how Earth is very old, right? Obviously, it's gonna go through points where weather changes. The Earth's constantly changing. Yes, we notice that something warms up, but I think it's uh it's freaking out around here. No, the earth is always changing. It's always changing. Dude, it's always changing. You're you're Joe Rogan 2.0.
0: And okay, I, I, I would like to say I like Joe Rogan. I'm also an independent. I don't lean either way with Democrats and Republicans. But one thing about Republicans that pisses me off is just their their inability to believe in global warming. People, people say climate change. Because it makes it sound less scary. It makes it sound like it's this natural thing, right? If you say climate change, the climate is changing. You're arguing that the climate is changing. Of course, the climate changes. You know, we've had the ice age. We've had a hotter. We've had hotter times. But climate change makes it seem like global warming. That like humans aren't impacting the climate whatsoever. If you don't think the humans, that humans are somewhat all this shit that just all the evidence that there is. From when humans really started taking off with technology and all this like, um, fossil fuels up in the air all this shit dude the amount of rapid heating that the world has been experiencing yes even if there is somewhat of a climate change and we were going from an ice age more of an ice age towards more of this like hotter climate weather that like the earth seems does kind of follow a pattern it's never been this fast this drastic and it's never been this hot and the ice caps have never been melting like this even when we were going through periods of just extreme heat and extreme like temperature change in in terms of that sort of way no one was talking about ice caps melting. No one was talking about penguins and, and polar bears and all, this, all these habitats that, that need cold weather losing their homes. That was never an issue before this. It's because humans are rapidly changing global warming. It is a, it is a real thing. And yes, climate change is also a real thing. And there are patterns to the earth. But just because there's patterns to the earth does not mean that the humans are doing absolutely nothing. The, yes. We are heightening the problem by tenfolds.
1: Yes, but listen to this. Listen to this. If you really thought... And you think hey,
0: that, that that's not true because Barack Obama bought a house in no. Martha's I'm just, Vineyard.
1: I'm just bringing up one point. I'm just bringing up one point. I'm that's a stupid going. point. How's it? How's that stupid point? What does that prove? That doesn't, that doesn't prove anything. That proves that you wanted a house he in Martha's he Vineyard. He because he has a lot of variety. money,
0: and he's a rich politician, and he's got secret service agents around him, and he wants to spend time with his family in Martha's Vineyard. That's what that proves.
1: You, you, if global warming was a serious problem, you don't think the government would be more invested in
0: that? They should be. That's the problem. It's hard to be when one side Why? thinks it's not real and one side thinks it is. Listen, it's hard for anyone cool. to come to an agreement at one point when there's that- two sides just butting heads the whole time. This at two party just- system that America has really needs to fucking go. I'm sorry. You either need to have more parties or you need to just like, we need to come together. This is getting ridiculous. It's just like, Republicans and Democrats, and I don't mean to make this like a a, a a political like rant now, but they're always just butting heads. And it seems like they're butting heads just to butt heads, not because they actually... Sometimes they're saying the same fucking shit to each other, and they're still getting mad. I don't know. All I'm, all I'm trying to say is that I feel like sometimes the the right party, the Republican Party, tries to say climate change instead of global warming and say that you know this is just the pattern that the earth is going that humans aren't doing any. if you think that humans aren't doing anything whatsoever to heighten the effects of global warming i really don't i don't know what to say to you you either you either haven't been doing any sort of research you haven't been paying attention to any sort of scientific scientific numbers or you
1: just don't want to believe it listen i'm more worried about deforestation than climate change to be honest to be honest I'm more worried about first of all dude some, I wanna
0: I wanna actually like shut my some, camera off right now.
1: Some crazy fact about uh, the Amazon forest is that I think it gives us like a crazy percentage of oxygen, like in the whole I'm more scared about forest fires than deforestation. Oh come on, come on. That's the come theory. on, That's California's serious. been on fire for 20 years. All right, exactly. That's pretty bad too. Why are we worrying about climate change, all this when we should be worried about things like that? And also. How many animals go extinct every freaking uh every day? There's a there's a new animal that goes extinct. Oh, no, you care more about, about
0: animals that. and humans than the climate that we're gonna have to live in that our children are gonna have to live in. You're more scared that some you, you fucking think that, soon. that some you think fucking that frog soon. that you've never seen and the Amazon is like maybe gonna go extinct. That's what you're more worried. You you now you're an animal soon.
1: guy. You think it's that soon?
0: I don't think you're, I don't think it's our kids, kids but do it do could it. definitely be our kids' kids. Maybe not like really bad, but like yeah. when it's starting to really show, Jules. Kids, I kids. really, I really oh, ask you to kids, like, kids, maybe kids, like kids, look kids, into kids, this kids,
1: kids, kids.
0: No, not at the, not at the rate that it's been going. And it's just getting worse because technology is just getting better. I mean, hopefully that we find ways to like not have to use fossil fuels and recycle better and stuff like that. But climate change, climate change, climate change is real. I don't want to make it sound and I don't mean to pin all Republicans in, into one side. And Democrats actually, actually are, are not to not be up. blamed either. Democrats are not to not be blamed either. Everyone has to take part in the blame. And I don't mean to group everyone together as Republicans. I'm sure there's people out. There. My biggest point about bringing Republicans into it is it seems like they're just butting heads with Democrats for like no fucking reason. And the Democrats are doing the same thing. No, like I'm trying to say here, like no one is perfect in this scenario. No one is to not be blamed.
1: But I love There her. just I needs love to be her.
0: some sort of uniformity in this because it's definitely a real problem.
1: You know what I love though? It us, oh you have to recycle you do this you do that they're blaming the average American what how this is a, this is a big government problem I'm talking about China China is like one of the most polluting and the most CO two why why are you yelling at us I agree with that recycle and do that how what is we gonna recycling going to save the planet absolutely not no, no I do change. agree with that and then like, what else we do like how much recycling can I really do what to else? help what exactly. you want me
0: to you think turning the water off for a fucking minute is really gonna yeah. say I, I, mean, do do, I, I, do I do about the
1: factories that. the millions of factories that's why no, like, i agree oh
0: with God. that i just think there needs to be some like more u- uniformity because sometimes it just seems like people want to not not believe in global warming just because the other side does or the other side wants to believe in global warming just because the other side doesn't it's like it's it's always this political bullshit dude i i i hate politics man that's why I try to stay in the middle, and I try not to talk about it a lot. But
1: I must say, I think Joe Rogan, he's actually a big advocate for global warming.
0: He doesn't Good.
1: believe it. But what was I going to say? Even if the U.S., we clean up our act, right? We start lowering our CO2 emissions. There's still China. You think they're going listen to us? If we stop, there's still the other side of the world that's going to keep doing this. So why, 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 should we, why should we have to deal with this? Seriously. I mean- India, India, and China are one of the your biggest argument
0: people. that just because India and China is polluting doesn't mean that we should. I, I I agree with your point about like them being like, oh well, the average American has to recycle more. It's like okay, well, this is more of like a political, like government official kind of issue. Exactly. But just because China and India aren't worrying about it doesn't mean that America shouldn't be like at the forefront of it.
1: Yes, but what if we stop and they don't stop? Is it is is going to make a big change on the earth? We, we go to we war, stop?
0: baby. We love going to war.
1: The global warming war. That's what's going to happen.
0: World War Three, global warming,
1: and we're gonna we're gonna send
0: more innocent right. Americans. So, I'm, I might I might have gone a little mad at you a little prematurely. So just to be sure here, you you believe in global warming? You just don't think it's don't a think big
1: it's, problem? I'm I'm confused. I don't think it's as big as the issue as I make it. Because if it was, I feel like they would do something more. Okay, well I'm glad you else. at least
0: believe it. Um, I do hope you maybe do some more research because it is actually kind of alarming how big of a deal fucking like global warming is, to be
1: honest. Also, what about, uh, I'm more worried about the water, polluting our waters. Remember, remember that podcast? I remember listening to section 10 podcast. We'll talk about Trash Island. I mean, should we, iconic we episode. First? We should be clean up our oceans first. I feel like there's more bigger problems to deal with like clean up the oceans, deforestation, and then global warming, it needs to go in the back for a little bit. We need to clean up those things first and then we take care of that. That's my final take on global warming.
0: You're, You're muted, Cole.
1: Thank you.
0: Last part of the show. Now that we got that out of the way, global warming is real. And no matter what side of the party you want, shame, we, need, we need to come jewels. together, and we need to figure out a way to solve this. It is going to be a real issue. Maybe not in our lifetime, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't care about it. Anyways, on to picks. I don't. I think we shouldn't count Super Bowl picks, just because we'll be doing no, another too, too far out. We'll do. We'll be doing another pod. But I also came with Super Bowl picks, and then realized. That 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 was two weeks away. Save him.
1: We can do, this <sighs> we can do, super to do some episode. more
0: research now.
1: Hopefully, you fucking. I'll go awesome. first. All right, I'll go first. So, as as I'm, you know what? Yesterday, our buddy Tyler Cole. That's a dunk, but he was in a Marquette jersey, and me, the Province fire fan himself, I was cheering for Tyler. I wanted to go off, and he played a great game. I think he was like. Marquette's second-top scorer. And at one point, he was hot. Hit two threes in a row. Should have been three. One rimmed out. We had a great game. Most of the common kids were there. Cole, he, but, he obviously goes to school in Hartford. Tyler knows I wish I could have been
0: there. All you guys know I wish I could have been there. Yep.
1: But the Providence Friars, who were, who were were who were down most of the game, most of the game, Marquette was up until a certain Nate Watson – who scored zero points against Xavier last week. Zero points. He finally showed up. He throws down a vicious dunk. The, the Duncan Owen Center erupted. I mean, I haven't heard of it that all season. I've been to many games. It was electric in there. And the PC Friars are now 13-0 and at Duncan Owen Center. And they're 18-2 and on the season. And they are now ranked 15th. Do you think they're not going to beat St. John's on the road tomorrow, 9 o'clock? Damn right there. Province Fries, Moneyline. I don't know if the spread is yet. Take the oh spread, God, take the money of line. They're, money line. they're money on the It's probably
0: like they're... minus 2000.
1: No. 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 What? They're on the road. They're on the road. If it was a dunk, I would have to take the spread because of money. But they're on the road at St. John's, who's who's 11 and 8? 11 no smugs. But I got the Fries. Keep it rolling, baby. That's my first one. Cole, you want to go? Or we, or we're going to do a I thought I'll we do should do three it. in a row here. I'll do three in a row. Go ahead. We're going to switch over to the NBA. Tonight. Tonight. The Celtics are minus six and a half against the Heat. But guess what? Celtics don't cover spreads. Give me my Heat plus six and a half. I love the Celtics. They've been playing pretty good lately. But they don't cover spreads. I think the Celtics dub, but the Heat keep it close. Heat, plus six and a half. That's my second pick. And we're going to go over to good old-fashioned. we're going to stay with NBA. (laughs) We're going to stay with the NBA. Actually, no, we're not. Actually, yeah, we are. What are we doing here, Jules? We're going to stay with the NBA. Also playing tonight, are the Golden State Warriors taking on the Houston Rockets. But guess what? Guess what? We're going Rockets plus 11. I think it's a lock. I really do think it's a lock. I think Jalen Green goes off. I mean, the Warriors, they're so inconsistent. One day they're going off. I really don't think Clay and and, uh, Curry have blended back together. Curry has not been the same. So I'm taking the Houston Rockets plus 11. Those are my three locks from Jules. Three basketball picks. Oh, you ready? I am. Celtics are hot.
0: Jules, I agree that they win, but they get the spread. Minus six and a half Celtics. Lock it, what? Lock it in. Oh. Then tomorrow night, Boston Bruins following he's
1: going all Boston, huh?
0: Following in a devastating, devastating loss to the embarrassing to the Dallas Stars. Six to one. Tyler Sagan, ex Boston Bruin. Just lit it up. They're playing Seattle cracking expansion team, first year in the league. They're trash. Bruins bounce back in. They've been hot. Take their money line. I'm pretty sure the spread's probably one and a half, like every hockey game is. It's it's always hard to go spread. So I, I'm I gonna have to go. Right I'm right gonna right have now. to go money line on that one.
1: Oh, the Bru- the Bruins are minus two
0: sixty. Minus two sixty. All right, I'll take it. Give me minus two sixty. Wow. I'll take that any day of the week. And then um we got Clippers Pacers tonight, right? I think that's tonight, 7 p.m. Yeah. in Indianapolis. Both teams very much underperforming. The Pacers 18 and 33 after the year that they had last year. I mean, that's embarrassing. Clippers 26 and 26. I get Kawhi has been playing, but PG, step it up, would you? The line <laughs> is even, spread even. So my money line pick. You want to guess, Jules? it. You want to guess?
1: Nope. I have no idea where
0: you're going here. We're Ryan LA. I got I got hope. ESPN says a player to watch is Reggie Jackson. Okay. Is PG out? If PG's out, yeah. I'm going indie. He's out. He's, he's out. out. He's, he's out. Been out. He's been out, man. He's still out? Sure. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Injury report. Ivaka Zubac. That's it.
1: Paul George is back.
0: It doesn't say Bro. he's not.
1: Bro, you want to see you wanna see the ticket? You want to see the ticket tickets? Tickets are low as $2 to go see that game. $2. All right,
0: you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go another NHL game. How about that? And that one doesn't count. I'm not going to lie. Call me a little off guard. Like I said, I had my Super Bowl picks. Then I realized, well, shit. So, <laughs> I'm I'm going to go a new pick for you. Tonight, in Tor- in, on, er, in Toronto, Canada, we got the New Jersey Devils versus the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs minus three eighty favorites. I can't. I can't go money line. That is. That's like Jules going money line with the, the St. John's with PC. I mean, I, I don't try and get free picks like this kid. Wow. Toronto Maple Leafs are twenty seven and ten. Devils are fifteen and twenty three. So obviously Maple Leafs are the clear favorites. But the over unders at six. Hammer the over. Absolutely destroy the over in that game. The Maple Leafs might score six themselves.
1: Whoa, easy
0: there. So six? I got Bruins money line. I got Celtic Spread. I got Mitt. I, I kind of want to make this my UFO lock of the week. I, I'm, I love this and I'm just catching it now. But yeah, over six, hammer it. Those are my, those are my three picks. Jules, over lock six. of the week, please.
1: I lock of the week. We're going to FIFA World Cup qualifying. USA national team coming off a tough loss in Canada. We dominated them. Couldn't put the ball in the back in there. Yeah, that was they embarrassing. We dominated possession. We dominated. We lose everything. to Canada 2-0? What is this? What, what, Canada's good what team. are you doing here?
0: All I keep hearing Guess from what? you, Reese, is how good this USA team is. Yeah, yep. When Aiden's hopeful about a USA team, that's how I know they're pretty good. And we lose 2-0 to Canada?
1: I guarantee victory. Guarantee. 2-2. February 2nd. I guarantee victory. I mean, I guarantee. There's no way the U.S. loses this game. The bottom of the table, hunters. Bottom of the qualifying table, hunters. In Minnesota, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be outside. Hunters not used to it. I guarantee U.S. victory. If they don't win this game, I, if they don't win this game, I won't be cheering for the U.S. in the World Cup. Give me a team. Shut the fuck up. If they if they don't win, I guarantee a victory. I I guarantee. Take your money. This is a UFO lock, 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 lock. Take every dollar you have from your bank account and put it on the U.S okay that's so how confident My lock of the week I'm gonna I,
0: I, I'm gonna we, we've never done this before I'm gonna change my lock of the week I said I like the Toronto over six I'm gonna make that my lock of the week but my my pick that I have now that I was gonna have be my lock of the week I'm not as confident as that one I'm gonna make this one my third one Wow West Virginia is going into Waco West Texas. Virginia. West Virginia is going into Waco, Texas, to play Baylor at home. Now, Baylor is the number eight team in the country. We're national champions last year. Still got some a lot of good players that they had last year back on the team. Great team still, but they're minus thirteen coming off of a loss. Uh, I think I think they lost yesterday. Did they lose yesterday? Maybe maybe it was Saturday. Tough loss. Who did they play against? Let me see. Actually, I remember seeing it. Yeah, I forget who they played. They lost to Alabama tough loss to Alabama. They've lost three of their last six. So they're going downhill a little bit here. I don't think West Virginia pulls the win in, but minus 13 is a lot of points. I got West Virginia plus 13. I think they keep it at least decently close and college basketball games. Usually, especially conference games are pretty close. Um, no matter who the matchup is, unless one team's just like super dominant. But like I said, Baylor's been slipping a little bit lately. West Virginia. Not the best team in the Big 12, but they're going to keep it close tonight. Plus 12, right.
1: plus 13, West Virginia. So repeat, your, your UFO
0: lock of the week. Is- so my UFO lock of the week, Toronto Maple Leafs, New Jersey Devils, tonight over six. Lock. You guarantee it. You guarantee. It. I, I literally, I might guarantee it. I might guarantee, I don't know what it is, but whatever the uh, Maple Leafs um, over under is for their team score, hammer the over on that too. I think they get the six themselves.
1: And Cole's not a betting man, people. He's not a betting
0: man. <laughs> not a betting man. I won't be throwing one, any money on these games. I'm I'm sorry if any I might take these, it right now. I'm sorry if any of these picks convince you guys to bet on them because I'm I'm losing you money and not me. I won't be betting. But if it, I Cole. were a man to bet, these would be my picks. New
1: Jersey Devils, right?
0: New Jersey Devils. I watched the New Jersey Devils lose to the Bruins five to two. Guess what? That's seven goals right there. Seven. Guess how many Actual. you need? Six. You need six. For a push, at least.
1: OT included. Let me see the over. Over six and a half. You really think so, dude? It's it's six. Well, at least where I see it. This one's got six and a half. Do I take it, sir? Fuck it.
0: Six and a half. All mm. right. So basically,
1: yeah, seven. You need seven
0: anyway. Yeah, you need seven anyways for no right. push. I'm putting,
1: putting twenty five bucks on it. Cool.
0: Twenty five that, bucks.
1: That's how confident I am. All
0: right, well, don't. If I lose your money, it's
1: not my fault. Where I would you? Too? All right, that wraps it up. For this is episode eight, I believe. Yep. nine. Nine. No, you're nine. right. It's eight. Episode eight. And next week. Not next week, two weeks from now. The NFL season will be over, which will be a very sad, sad time for sports fans. Very sad. But a great season and we're looking forward to a special Super Bowl episode.
0: Real quick, actually, Jules, now that we're on the topic of Super Bowl,
1: I would like to say
0: that championship weekend, AFC and NFC Championship weekend, is better than the Super Bowl weekend. You know why? You get two games, you get two games of basically the same caliber of football. I mean it's the final four teams, so Basically, the same of football. You get a, a whole day worth of football, and it's nothing but football. It's like a regular Sunday, or like a, a regular like game. It's just it's you don't like the commercials. Come on, you're, you're, the Super Bowl <laughs> has just become more of a media event than football. It definitely games. is.
1: It definitely is.
0: It is a halftime show. It's commercials. It's all this pregame stuff. It's all this postgame I love stuff. The it's everything, I really and it the game is always fantastic, but it takes away a little bit from the game, and for Damn. that reason. We get two games that basically have the same amount of intensity, same amount of uh, skill in the championship game. You get two of them, and it's nothing but football. You don't but get these a, shenanigans.
1: It's a betting man's dream, Cole, is the Super Bowl. Heads, tails. I guess I'm not a betting man. Nash, the national anthem. What do you think this year? Who's, who's even doing a national anthem this year? Couldn't Great question. We'll save it for the Super Bowl episode. We'll save it But the
0: hammer, for the Super Bowl hammerheads. 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 It was it was heads yesterday. You think so? It, it was heads yesterday. That's not a you think so. It was heads yesterday.
1: I actually bet heads last year, and it hit on local. And this it hit. It did hit. There you go. That's the worst. Cause if you if you start your night off like we're not even a second into this night, the game hasn't even started yet. You you could be already in the hole. Sucks. If you don't hit the, but it's it's electric. It is electric The to coin toss. The and then, yeah, and then really the classic
0: Gatorade color, too. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into this next week. I just, you brought it up. I just wanted to say, we were talking about championship weekend, this
1: podcast. I prefer it, personally. It was a great weekend. I enjoyed both games. And it's going to be sad when the football season's over, but guess what we have? We get to look forward to the draft, I guess. Yep. And NBA finals. Playoffs.
0: Yep. That'll wrap it up, guys. Wraps Uh, it up. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys coming out, showing support as always. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next time, guys.